Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Tuesday, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the general Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark General. We've made our way to another Tuesday, buddy. What's going on, man? Good to talk to you. Oh, it's good to talk to you, man. Uh, Mondays seem like the fastest day of the week, yeah, so uh, cruising along. Weekend. Feel, yeah, weekend. Hey, I mean, Shark, the weekend's almost here. Mm-hmm. One day down, three hours from now, it'd be 40% of the week down. Fridays don't even really count, no. so I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah, once you get out of bed on Friday morning, you're fine. I said once I get out of bed on that day, I mean, the day's almost over. Hardest part is getting up and waking up, Shark. Literally. You know, then you just cruise through the rest of the day. Shark said to me yesterday before we started the show, he goes, I mean, you know, just think five days from now, it's going to be Friday morning. I said, Shark, you're going to blink and the week's going to be over. I mean, we're just racking and stacking weeks and days and months here in, in the month oh, of yeah. January. January's almost over. It is. Today is it. Yeah. I mean, there's functionally 18 hours left in today. I mean, fully, probably really a functionally 14. I mean, who's staying up till midnight if you're up right now? Yeah, not me. Psychopaths. If you're going to be up for a full 18 hours, I don't think that's by choice for anyone. Uh, so, yeah, this is a pretty good little deal here, man. I mean, one one month already in the bag. Did you have a good uh, good Monday? Yeah, it was a pretty solid little Monday, man. Can't complain about it. Didn't really do a uh, a whole lot crazy. Just trying to get my house in order, you know. I was trying to fall asleep last the night. figurative get your house in order? <laughs> yeah, I was trying or to fall. Liter- or literal? Uh, figuratively. Physical house is just fine. Figuratively, house... Needs to be put in order a little bit. We were watching uh, Gladiator last night, Bob. Oh yeah, I mean because really it's set on. Move for bed. It's on. Yeah, it's on every day. It seems like like that and Shawshank are on every single day. So I was watching that, and then Meredith goes, "Well, who's the bad guy in this movie?" And I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait a minute." I'm like, "You're you mean to tell me you've never seen Gladiator?" She's like, "Well, I've seen you watch it in bits and pieces. I've watched you watch it. Who are you, <laughs> yeah, like, right? What am I? Is some sort of zoo animal?" <laughs> And she goes, who's the bad guy in this? I'm like, you just, you'll figure it out. You'll figure out who the bad guy is. And then Joaquin Phoenix comes in. And he's having that weird scene with his nephew and his sister. And oh, she, goes, she goes, I think I figured out who the bad yeah. guy is. <laughs> that weird scene where you're yeah. like, this is very incestual and creepy. Uh-huh. And what, what yeah. is going on right now? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the you one. Stay with me tonight. Scared of the dark brother. Yeah. Kiss me. Wait, Not what? tonight. <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right. Yeah, I, yeah. I got it. I got it. The way he's well, being portrayed right that's, now. That's the sister? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I yeah think he's, I, he's the bad guy. That's good. Well, at least you figured that out. Did, did you watch the... How much of it did she see? Uh, Meredith saw probably, I don't know, the middle hour. Oh, she didn't stay till the very end? No, because she's like, how much time's left in this movie? I'm like, well, it is on TV and it's got commercials. You're looking at about another hour and a half here. There's still a couple more gladiator scenes. Then you get to the end. She's like, well, I'm going to go to bed. What? So obviously I stayed up and watched I yeah. watched the entire thing because I got hook, hook, line, and sinker into that. Was Rome worth one good man's life? And right at the end of Gladiator, I think it was on AMC last night. Or yeah, another one? Ooh, I Literally, like this next one too. Right 
after it, I'm like looking at my phone or doing whatever, and right after Gladiator ended, they just ran it, ran it again. I'm right like, right. I don't want to get sucked into a time warp here because I didn't catch the I beginning. The beginning. Yeah, right. I'm like, should I stay up and watch it? And I, at that point, I forced myself to try to go to bed. Yeah, that's. I would say that was a prudent move. Beam. That'll be a wise. It'll be move. on tonight. I can maybe catch the beginning tonight. Yeah. So I watch. You know what you could do. <clears throat> when that stuff happens, I'm like, you know, is it worth me? Let me see if I can find a place that's streaming this for free. Or yeah. if I really want to watch it, do I, should I just pay for it at this point? Mm-hmm. So I'm not burning an extra hour and a half of commercials. Right. And that way I can watch it straight through, enjoy it, pause if I, not that you can't pause live TV, but it, it's on my, on my plan, mm-hmm. on my terms. Cause you said those long movies like that, they oh, take yeah. a while. It's three and a half hours with commercials. Mm. Well, they probably cut some stuff out for television. I'm sure too. they did. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Well, that's good. Uh, so that's how my Monday was. That's was good. Yours? Yeah, it was good. Uh, what did we do? I'm trying to think. I did some more painting. Being we're almost done. Like mm-hmm. I just, I have a goal. When I'm leaving for Hawaii next week, I want to have everything done. Yeah, like that's at least all the painting on the first, so I can walk around. Get your physical house in order. Yes, and I can look at it and be like, okay, this is good. And I can be done with it. So that's that's one of the goals. Um, our basketball practice again last night. Kids got playing pretty well. We got tournaments coming up here uh, next weekend and the week after. So excited about that. Wrap up the season here <clears throat> with that. Caleb had wrestling, with swimming, you know, all our typical Monday stuff. Monday went pretty fast. Uh, Whenever we have basketball, it's a four forty-five. So you get back at mm-hmm. six and running them around. Uh, and kind of soccer painted next day i know it's 8 20 it's like all right time to get ready bed. for bed watched a little office watched the first episode with d'angelo vickers in it as i mean i forgot how much of a psychopath he I, yeah i really didn't like his character in it it was well, so, the more you watch like a fine wine it was he was so weird will ferrell it was like so a supernova it was I, I couldn't really get on board with it and then, then a coma after the basketball dunk yes that's <laughs> I, that's the one we saw i mean it was remarkable and so, all right, the little reading, wrote some stuff, got my th- everything figured out. I'm like, all right, we're done for the night. And I got to bed at 10.30. I felt pretty good. Though nice. My goal was to be in bed by 10.30. Uh, maybe 10 o'clock tonight. We'll see where it goes. Uh, so got that done. Felt good about it. So very productive day. And onward and upward to a pretty nice Tuesday. May check out some furniture and some different things nice. today, Beam. and. Try to get some stuff done with the misses. Onward and upwards, we're going to attack the day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. We've got a fun show lined up for you. Give you a little bangle sound coming up here in our next segment. Brian Callahan, Louie Anarumo getting head coaching interviews as well. So get into that coming up here in our next segment. Anthony Schlegel, he's going to join the program coming up here at 630. Uh, NCAA going to be on the heels of name, image, and likeness. How much confidence oh do we have in that? Might be a different discussion, but we'll get into that coming up here. Heels. What I'll I'll explain it to you later. Is this Wyatt Earp chasing down bad guys? I'll explain it to you later. Uh, so we're going to get into that in the seven o'clock hour. The uh, apparent trade for Aaron Rodgers that may or may not happen. Mm. Get into that a little bit later on. Uh, you'll hear from Chris Holtman and his radio show yesterday, and Uncle Bo. He's going to join the program coming up here at eight thirty-five this morning. Before we get into anything else today, it is Tuesday, January thirty-first, the final day of January twenty twenty-three. Time for today in history. 
Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. All right, General. We got on tap for us today, bud. As you mentioned, January 31st, last day of January, the first month in this 2023 31st day of the year, 334 remaining. Next Monday, we will be in the 20s, cruising along beam and onto the shortest month of the year, which always flies by because springtime is right around the corner. Uh, This day, 1865, United States Congress passes the 13th Amendment. Do what the 13th Amendment does, beam. Uh, The 13th Amendment. Oh, my God. Yeah, from... Slavery, right? Abolishing slavery. That's yep. good. The 13th, 14th, 15th. Yep. Civil War amendments. Well done by you on that one. Uh, tough day for Shark here this date, 1928. Uh, one of his idols, Leon Trotsky. It's mm-hmm. tough when you guys you admire, they all kind of feud back and forth. Uh, he is exiled to Almalta of Kazakhstan. So went over there, I think, to hang out with Borat. Lovely and, this time uh, of the year. Absolutely. Uh, banished out of the motherland, Russia. Uh, some television news. What would it be? I guess seventy-four years ago today, almost seventy-five, and I feel like we probably hit the sweet spot with him about thirty to forty years ago when I was a uh, kid. But the first uh, soap opera premieres nice. on the Chicago NBC affiliate. These are my children in nineteen forty-nine. Shark. These are my children. These are my children. What was the name of the soap? That was was uh, the soap. all my children in the follow-up series? I, that? I, you know what? I, my, that was the one my mom Probably. watched. Mine too. Susan, yeah, Susan my Lucy. mom loved all my children. I mean, I still watch. Uh, oh, good. Kelly, Kelly Ripa. I mean, she was on there, mm-hmm. and her husband Mateo, whatever his real name is, I can't think of it. But that's, I mean, all the people who were on there. That's what I will always remember them from. Is all my children. Being a soap opera soap actor, I think would be pretty good. I don't feel like it would be the worst thing in the world. I mean, you don't have to be that good of an actor, and it's you have to be beautiful as well. And I don't um, have that going for me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's but if you got on there, I think they make you beautiful. Beam. So yeah, that's that's true. You're right. First soap premiering in Chicago, just regionally on their NBC affiliate. Uh, The state 1950. Uh, Harry Truman orders the development. Of a thermal nuclear weapon. We're taking it to the next level from the A-bomb shark. Trying to get that thing bigger and better and more powerful. Uh, th- this is how crazy we are. We have two weeks until the Super Bowl today. Uh, Super Bowl, I guess, 12 days now. Uh, in 1988, Doug Williams becomes the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl on this state. Winning Super Bowl wow. 22 with the Washington Redskins at the time. Do you know who they beat, Shark? Ah, they beat the... Uh, There's always one safe guess for the 80s. San Diego Chargers. Oh, Denver Broncos. I believe it was the Broncos. I'm not even fully positive on that. That's always my guess in the 80s because they lost it. Uh, four of them, so... Uh, yep, 42 to 10. Yep, there you go. So that's that was always... That hammered was, them. Yeah, they got... It. Elway got hammered a bunch at Super Bowls. I believe there's going to be a black quarterback that wins Super Bowl this 57. year. Well, I think that's a guarantee. That might be a safe bet on FanDuel if you can get get some juice on that. Uh, and then this date, 2018, a blue moon and a super moon. Oh my! Uh, super moon total lunar eclipse both exist on the same day beam. So 
It's a, that's a rare bird. It really is because everyone talks. You know, once a blue moon. You Where know what a blue moon is? Yeah, the blue moon beam is an additional full moon that appears in a subdivision of a year or the third of full third of four full moons mm-hmm. in a season. Uh, has nothing to do with actual color of the moon, right? Uh, it's whatever other things in that, you know. But that's what that is. So then the first, uh, and then the oh goodness, where was it? Then the l- total lunar eclipse or the uh, super moon. Uh, occurred the last one was that date five years ago. Uh, the moon was it's near Perigree on the 30th of January, uh, such as described as a supermoon when the distance from the Earth was less than 360,000 kilometers or 223,000 miles. Uh, Seems pretty close. It, that's the closest it gets. Um, so yes, when the, both of those things happen on the same day, it's uh, rarity. And at this super moon was also the blue moon. As I mentioned, it was referred to as the super blue blood moon. So we just had that? a beaver, full beaver moon this past fall. The remember full that? Full beaver moon. That's one of Shark's favorites. Mm-hmm. He's up I don't rem- night. necessarily remember that or what circumstances it caused to be the blood beaver moon, but I remember having that. The blood, it wasn't the, always the blood. That's when it's the eclipse and it's red because it's so close. Uh, Shark, let's let's play some Phil Collins because we didn't get any of him yesterday. Yesterday was his 71st birthday, and he might not be around that much longer. We had some nice birthdays today, but not a lot of those that are musically inclined. Uh, born on this date, 1919. The man who broke the color barrier passed away in 1972. I love this song, too. Take a look at me now. Jackie Robinson, born on this date, 1919, 104 years ago. Born in 1931, the man they called Mr. Cub Shark. Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks. Let's play two. 18 years. Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, passed away in 2015. Turning 76 years old, I cannot believe this. The man with more no hitters than anyone else in a major in Major League Baseball uh, history. Ryan Express, the Vaughn Ryan Express. Played. In four different decades, Shark. How's that sound to you? Pretty good. Right there. I forgot that he won a World Series. I don't even remember him being with the Mets because that was so long before my life. 1969, Beam. Jeez. Yeah. Well, he played for 27 years. Yeah. And there's seven no-nos. So good for him. Four different decades. One of the greatest pitchers. Where would you put him in the pantheon, Shark, of all-time great pitchers? You know, his winning percentage was never that great. He didn't play for a lot of good teams generally the California Angels but I, I, he's got to be top 10 all the strikeouts all the no hitters seven no hitters ERA one year he lost one year he went like oh I wish I could remember this off the top of my head like I don't know 12 and 19 and led the league in ERA so you're gonna put those losses on him yeah. I mean, what's he supposed to do be a competitor. Be a bulldog out there. Vic used to tell us you got to outplay their defense. you got to outpitch their pitcher, Shark. Um, Boy, this is a great song. I forgot really how is. great this song It's a good. I need to watch this movie, too. Yeah. Rothman loved it. Uh, turning 55. Just took the Jags to the playoffs. Super Bowl champ with the Eagles, Doug Peterson. Former Browns quarterback. Former Browns quarterback. Uh, Mini Driver, turning 53. 
Kerry uh, Washington, star of Scandal, mm-hmm. turning 46 years young. Mindy Driver related to Adam Driver? It's a great question. Great question. I forgot we do have one musical birthday today. Pretty big one. One of the all-time triple threats, singer, actor, singer, actor, dancer. Barbara Streisand. Uh, we're getting to sending orders, Madonna. so we're in the 40s. Oh, no, um, member of the Mickey Mouse Club, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Britney Spears? Close. Uh, they used to date. The Blonde. Oh. Uh, who are you, Uncle Bo? The Blonde. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I want to say Avril Lavigne, and it's not. It's, it's a dude. Oh, Justin Timberlake. I said they used to date when you oh. said Britney Spears. Oh, yes. Women can date women. Bob, That's where true. you been? I guess that is probably where have I been? That is true. Um, to my knowledge, Britney Spears hasn't openly dated any women, though. So uh, she did kiss Madonna on the lips. I one saw. Time. I saw. Was that the Super Bowl or was that no, the Grammys? AMAs? AMAs. Yeah. yeah. I say it was very public. But Justin Timberlake, my man, turning forty-two years young, probably did his best work with the Lonely Island Boys. Oh yeah. That's absolutely tremendous. Uh, Vernon Davis, former tight end. Uh, turning 39 years old. Mario Williams, two guys both from my draft class, turning 38. I believe the first and the fourth pick, if I'm not mistaken. Same birthday, how about that? Uh, just one year apart. And then um, uh, passings today. Uh, this date, 1967. Eddie Tolan, 1932, 100-meter champ. Uh, world record holder in both. Gold medal. What I said in those Olympics called him the Midnight Express. Nice. Uh, so passing today on night in 1967. We got some holidays and observances today. Beam. We've got a appreciate your Social Security check day. Mm-hmm. So Shark is looking forward to that day. Oh, yeah, coming up years. in a couple years. Uh, backwards day. Brandy Alexander day. I'm not sure what that means. Eat Brussels sprouts day. How about that? Hell is freezing over day. Hug an economist day. Okay. I like that. I'm an economist, Beam. At least that's what I majored in. Give you a hug during the break. Inspire your heart with art day. How about that? National Hot Chocolate Day. Mm. I feel like the last day of January, that's a good day to have some hot chocolate. Uh, Scotch Scotch Tape Day. How about that? Oh, Brandy Alexander. That's a drink. That sounds great, Beam. How about that? International Zebra Day. Uh, National Plan for Vacation Day, as we sit here and stare at spring break coming up here before too long beam and then it's grammy awards day i have no idea maybe because they announced them today or something like that but those are historical passings your holidays observance your birthdays for this date january 31st the 31st day of the year the last day of january with 340 334 days remaining in this 2023 very well done to that general as always 1987 nolan ryan 8 and 16 2.76 era Led the league. 270 strikeouts for him. Oh, my God. That is not true. Any, any run support? Did they I have don't a full, think so. Did they bat nine guys? Then? I have no clue. Yes, because that was with the Astros when the Astros were in the National League. So wow. he would have batted. Maybe he should have helped himself a little bit, Shark. Yeah, seriously. How about that? 8-16, 2.76 ERA, 270 strikeouts. Led the league in all those categories. Uh, I'm not sure about losses, but that is pretty, 
pretty remarkable. Both Bengals coordinators get a look at head coaching gigs. We'll get into that next. Morning Jupes right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. A couple of crashes I'm tracking. East 5th Avenue and North Nelson Road. Seeing a few crews responding to this crash. Very close to I-670 there near the airport. Watch out for that situation. Again, three crews, at least three crews responding there. Also, we've got a car spun out on I-270 westbound. This is on the north side of the outer belt near Worthington Galena Road. You'll see them on the right shoulder, so just watch out. They are stalled. Looks like they're okay, though. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now from 10 TV's Wake Up Seabus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Pour some donuts in a bowl and get on with it. This is Morning Juice. Hey, speaking of FanDuel, Super Bowl's coming up, and this year it's going to be the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party. It's because it's FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. All you need to do, download FanDuel now. Use our promo code JUICE. So you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. Got the Eagles, got the Chiefs. You're going to get up to, oh, this, $3,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line, point spreads, player props, who's going to score a touchdown, coin toss, if the first opening kickoff is going to be a touchback or not, first drive outcome, all of that good stuff, General. They got you covered. Those are the fun ones, the prop bets. Keep you engaged early in the game, especially if something happens, but this should be a good one. It's all on the top-rated sportsbook that's sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and most importantly, super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid with your winnings instantly, so you don't have to wait. So join FanDuel today with our promo code JUICE to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hit it, Shark. 21 and older and present in Ohio. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alright, so we're going to talk to Schlegs, and he is up. Um, I see him tweeting this morning. He quoted a tweet and says, about to get hashtag bumpy, and it's a picture of a pre-workout bag that's called Max Effort. It's got some like old school weightlifting dude lifting in a singlet, pre-extreme, and it says warning, extremely high stim, insane blanking pumps on it. Mm. I I didn't know if he'd be more keyed up than he was last week. More pumped the better. <laughs> Bob, if I took one scoop of that, my heart would explode instantaneously. Yeah, I think that that's accurate, but that's what Schlegs is all about. He wants to uh, attack and dominate his heart, attack and dominate his pulse. <laughs> Get it through the roof, Beam. Elevate elevate your uh, your heart rate. There we go. Elevate your gains, right? Mm-hmm. Not really sure how those go hand-in-hand hand together with caffeine intake, but hey, who am I to tell him? Oh, you, uh, listen, more caffeine, the better. It's what Schleich thinks. I can't is feel that my ac- face. Is that accurate? I don't know. We'll have to see. Nobody knows. Uh, why hasn't Lou Anarumo received an interview request for a head coaching job? Well, that is now put under the table. Monday morning brought news. And now Lou Anarumo has been requested to interview with the Arizona Cardinals job. The Arizona Cardinals have put in a request to interview Lou Anarumo, Cincinnati's defensive coordinator for their head coaching vacancy. They have also put in a request to interview Brian Callahan, the Bengals' offensive coordinator. So it looks like both Bengals guys getting at least a little bit of a shot here in the offseason as the Cards look for their hey, coaching future. Lou Anarumo has done a great job yeah. this year. Yes, I mean, he has. The fact that they and were, last year. Yeah, the last couple of years, I mean, he's been fantastic. So I I don't think you can knock him for anything that he's done now. How does that stuff translate to being a head coach? No one knows. 
I mean, you'd like to think you could project good coordinators, make good head coaches. A lot of times that's the case, but you have no idea. But with what he's done the last two years, with that Cincinnati Bengals defense, especially against some of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, most notably uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, dude, it's hard. Josh to, Allen, what you Josh did in Allen, Buffalo? Yes, it's hard to deny you know, his uh, expertise, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Zach Taylor having a season-ending press conference yesterday praises both of his coordinators. Lou, Brian, and, and Darren. We've had the same three coordinators since I've been here, which is really rare. And that's that's been special to be able to have that because we're all we're a very tight bunch. I think that communication process has been great between all of us, all the way down through the coaches. And excited that Brian and Lou are getting these opportunities that they're getting, you know, and, and Brian's got two of them right now and Lou's got one of them. And, you know, certainly hope that they, they get a chance to take advantage of those opportunities and become head coaches. And if they're back, that's great for me and, and for all of us. But uh, that's just that's part of being a successful team is people are going to come and want to talk to your, your coaches. And we got a lot of great coaches here that are more than capable. So Lou Anarumo getting his first crack uh, at an interview with the cards and then what Zach Taylor mentioned there is you have Brian Callahan getting his second Brian Callahan is expected to also have his second interview with the Indianapolis Colts this week as well so it seems to be a little more traction we know the league Bob has gone offense and offense, yeah. I mean it's it's a it's a, a I guess a perceived better hire when you bring in an offensive guy compared to a defensive guy is that fair I'm not sure I don't know it's just uh, the way it is right now yeah. you can say whether it's fair or not that's Everybody's leaning into the offense. But it seems, you know, if you're on a coaching staff and you're a coordinator for one of the most successful teams in the NFL over the last two years, got back to the AFC title game this year, fell a little bit short, and of course went to the Super Bowl last year, like, yeah, you're probably going to get more traction than other guys around the league based upon the success that your team has had. Yeah, and they've had a lot of success. Brian Callahan, with what they've done, you know, offensively, you know, the run game, um, you know, he's got obviously a famous dad and everything he's able to do. Like when, but when you're talented like that and you can have success, that's that's a big deal. And you know, if I was Zach Taylor, I'd be like, hey, I hope those guys interview well, but not too well. Mm-hmm. We want them back here, and you want your friends to be able to have success, obviously, and uh, be able to get head coaching jobs. That's a sign of a great head coach. But it, the consistency that they've had has helped Joe Burrow. It's helped, I believe, the entire team. And you, know, you lose Lou and Marumo, like there's a decent chance like defensively you might take a step back next year Mm -hmm. so we'll just have to ultimately see kind of how this shakes out when you play longer it's tough to get involved because you're late in the hiring process typically uh but people also see what you're doing on the big stage so we'll see kind of how that goes our good friend anthony schlegel who is loaded up on pre-workout he's up next morning juice right here on the fan Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. A couple of situations on the roadways near the airport, East 5th Avenue and North Nelson Road. Looks like that intersection is shut down due to a crash. Wreckers have been called, but for now, I'd go ahead and use Airport Drive as a detour. Maybe even use Willimont Avenue, just kind of depending on where you're going or coming from. And also seeing a car that has spun out on I-270 westbound at Worthington Galena Road there on the right shoulder. Not really impacting traffic, but just a reminder about those icy roads. It can be hard to gain control once you see those slick spots and you kind of slip on one. So just be careful there. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now from 10 TV's Wake Up See Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Attack and dominate your alarm clock. This is Morning Juice. We here on the Jews, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can always visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Everybody knows what it's time for. The 
best way to start a morning is with a heavy dose of iron. Gas station ready. Always. Edish leg day. And now it's the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Checking with our good friend, Anthony Schlegel. Schlegel, happy Tuesday, bud. What's happening? Oh, happy Tuesday, Columbus. What's crapping with you guys? I'm actually, side nugget, gas station ready. I'm literally sitting outside of Circle K right now because I, I wanted to stop because then I got to go pressure wash my truck because I was on the farm yesterday, sent some stuff up, and I got extra money. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I already worked out. Went over to old school gym, got bumpy. Um, yeah, man, it was great. I'm ready to go. What's going on? Talk to me. How's life? It's it's good. I just I real quick question for you. Tell me about this max yeah. effort pre workout that you've ingested this morning, because uh, it, it it looks rather it looks rather extreme. It rather like delicious, you know. Uh, like who doesn't need five hundred milligrams of caffeine to start your morning? I I don't know. I think everybody should. So yeah, it was actually a good little. I did a little chest and shoulder day today. Um, I, I want to get it done early because now I'm going to the shop. I got to ship out some products and stuff, and then do some more farm work before I head back to Florida. So, but yeah, it was great. Uh, Corey G and the boys in there working out. Uh, it, I'm I'm very fortunate that I have a plethora of places to go when I come to Columbus, Ohio. And it was great. Even last week, I got to see Bob was up there watching Bob do his unbelievable 270 pound lunges. I mean, the man still has it. But we had uh, John Simon and, and Nate, and then. I went over to Brian Peters' house, and Nate and Zach were there. We got after it. It's you know, I love training. It's good times. Did you get some uh, some sauna and cold tub inch legs? I know that's a big part of it. Just I some dudes it. getting I, sweaty. I well, there's nothing better than sweaty dudes. You know, I mean, that's really where the bond, Band of Brothers, comes into effect when it's just you're just really sweaty. You know, and uh, no, that's not true. But I I did not do it. I, it's kind of difficult, man. I was, um, when I'm in town, I want to work out. And it was funny. I was talking to Sean over at, um, Grandview Pro Fitness. And it was like, Hey man, boom, I show up. Cam Johnson is there. I worked out with Cam. I show up at 6.15. Boom. I'm like, Hey, I got to go. I'm at the door at 7.15 at my shop at 7.45. We got stuff to do. And it's just, and he has to go get his kids. It's just like that, man. We're at that stage of life where we can't be, you know, dinking around, but I do enjoy the good side convo, the stuff that, that Nate and John talk about, like after the prior to the workout and post workout at the Woody is comical in and of itself. He is Anthony Schlegel with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hey, buddy, uh, Buckeyes had some big news. James Laurinaitis, so we know him very well here. How about that? Uh, coming back and helping Ohio State, the linebacker room is in a GA role. Yeah. You know what? Bob knows this, but I mean, the GA role is no longer called it. I mean, he's an assistant coach. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's call it what it is. And I love it. I mean, yes, he has to take one class. Great. But you're, you're basically, you're, he's the linebacker coach. Just so everybody knows that he's the linebacker coach at Ohio State. And I think it, it makes perfect sense. I know it was probably difficult for him, you know, leaving Marcus, but it's also, you know, a blessing because Mark is getting that job, allowed James to come in and be an assistant coach, learn under Al Golden for his first year, right? And then now have an opportunity to come back to Ohio State in his year two, be the, be the linebacker coach. And, but he got, you know, he got to see ball from Fickle and, and Haycock and the boys. Then he saw ball in the league for eight years. Now he saw kind of what Al Golden does. Now he's going to come here and see what Jim Dole does. 
that's what you want, especially as an early young coach. Like he's seeing what all these guys guys do and why they do it to kind of create his own for that one opportunity. Just like Hartline's having now as the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, James will eventually have that opportunity, not necessarily at Ohio State, but somewhere else. Should he want to go do that? But he has options. I think it's just going to further grow and develop him as as a coach. Awesome that he's coming back. Oh, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Uh, Schlegs, I mean, do you think you'll be able to kind of shepherd him on how to maybe get big and bulked back up again so he looks more like a linebacker, not a safety? Oh, my gosh, bro. That's facts. I haven't seen him in a hot minute, though we talk pretty regularly. I mean, I'm 220. Would I want to be 210 and, like, super ripped up and sexy? Yeah, but I want to still lift heavy weights because I want to be gas station ready. That's just a fact. You know what I mean? We all have those things. But now that you're the linebacker coach at the Ohio State University, I think 215 is like a minimum requirement. You know Ooh. what I mean? Like, now, I know he can't do legs. That's also another problem that I forgot when I just made that statement. But man's knees are just absolute trash. So we're going to have to do some BFR, really get those quads popping. I think sumo deadlifts to get that ass perky again can really benefit him. Or maybe just some hip hitches, you know, some kettlebell swings, lots of volume there. But I think 215, he's always had good biceps, so he doesn't hollow out like I do, and my arms always maintain the same look, regardless of 255 or, you know, 210. But I think 215, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to let Tommy and Steele and, and, and Cody, like, I'm just going to let them do it. They're going to give him a hard enough time being small like that, that I think he'll eventually raise his game. Maybe okay. 500 milligrams of max effort will help him too. James right. Laurinaitis, volume shooter, is what you're saying. What's that? Said James Laurinaitis, volume shooter. Trying to get a lot of reps and maybe lightweight for the big fella. Yeah, we got to do some, maybe some just like really awesome eccentrics for that muscle growth. I mean, that will work as well. But yeah, here's the good thing. I know that he'll be in there quite often. And Bob, like you guys will just be talking all the time. It's going to be amazing. That'll be good. Maybe, uh, he'll, maybe he'll get John Simon. If, they, if John has to eventually, you know, hang him up, maybe he get John John Simon in the building as an analyst or something. That would be amazing. They retired John. John just hasn't retired yet, so he's still working through that process. <laughs> I know. I love it. He's yeah. the best. Psychologically. The best, I think he's waiting for a call this week. There's some injuries with Kansas City. He thinks he can go out there and play the edge still. So he's uh, – Hey, listen, he could. Hit me, Bob. Oh, What's yeah. up? I'm not debating that. Uh by the way, speaking, of, uh, I was in, I was I get some dry kneeling done on Friday before I saw you. One of the guys asked, you know, the younger freshman, I think, who I was. One of the trainers was like, oh, you know, Bobby played here, whatever. He's like, would you play like safety? I'm like, I kind of appreciate you saying that. I was like, I weigh two thirty eight right now, bud. Um, so that, that yeah. felt good. So at least I wasn't like sloppy and out of shape. Um, Beam wants to know what went on advances and some mm-hmm. of the hijinks that ensued over there. Let me tell you something, guys. You tell know- us, likes. First off, I've been a I've been a, a, a Vance enthusiast ever since college. Bob knows this. I mean, just for everybody out there, like I was married in 2004. I was still in school. I've been dating the same woman since 1997. She was my sugar mama. She was teaching over in Hilliard Davidson, so she was making money. I was on Pell Grant, which was great because I then would go play golf and spend it at Vance's. Okay, like that was literally my life. Okay, but so when everybody's giving people a hard time during COVID and virtual classes. I was on the virtual classes back in 2004. I set the I set the standard. All right. However, I wanted to introduce these guys to the Vance family. Todd Vance, Kevin's out there, their chief operating officer. But it's just it's a great store. They got everything you want. 
And so we went out there and we were looking at some firearms. The dudes wanted to, you know, get some and purchase some. I'm like, guess what? I know the guys right here. Bam. And Zach and the boys at the fire department, uh, fire department did a great job helping them out. Got, like, you had to go get a scope. You wanted to get a shotgun. And we were talking about, you know, if you want to shoot someone with a you know, deer hunting, like go with a 350 Legend. We were just talking all these different things the why you purchase equipment. And I always say this too, and I'll tell the boys, I'm like, listen, they, when, it comes to, when it comes to firearms and archery, buy the best and buy what you want. And if not, if you can't afford it, put it in your pocket and then wait, do an autograph signing and then come back and then spend it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what ended up ensuing. It was fun. Um, picking up a little, got a little Daniel Defense 556 with a Vortex scope on. I'm pretty juiced about that. And I picked up my son's first bow because he shot a doe last year with his bow. So I'm like, you can now go from the tiny bow that I got you when you were 10 years old. Maybe it was 12. But he's 16 years old. He's six foot. Like, this little tiny bow, I got him a real one. Nice weight. But, yeah, that was it. I mean, I remember the first time I went to Vance's. Tommy Franks, God bless him. He took me over there. He's like, you need to buy a Hoyt Ultra Mag. And I did. And then you gave me, tra- you gave me crap all the time about shooting stuff. And then I shot that squirrel. Point Ultra Mag from Vance's. Come full circle, Buckeyes. There you go. Before we let you out of here, uh, I did see Trent Williams slam another human being to the ground. So sometimes oh, you just got to you got to slam another guy to the ground, and he made him look like he the other guy from Philly was made out of paperweight. Yeah, that's why you work out, bro. That you know what that right, that, that right there was just violent med ball tosses, but just with a 210 pound human. I like it. Don't mess with him. I, now I got, I got, I graded that he kind of threw him down from the back, you know. But that's okay. He still ragdolled that dude. Don't talk trash. That's a big human, by the way. Biggest human I ever played. Remember Larry, Larry Johnson? Yep. Or was it? Who's the offensive line? It was Larry Johnson. Well, that was number seventy-three Dallas Cowboys. No, that's uh, Larry Allen. Oh my gosh, Larry Allen! How about uh, Allen Johnson? All the same. Let me tell you something, Bobby. I played him when he was at San Fran. You want to talk yeah, about monster. lighting somebody up. I came through, mo- absolute monster. I came through the holes, like, got clean. I'm like, oh, I'm going to light somebody up. Nope, I got lit up. Ear hold, like, thank you very little. Yep. It's amazing. Big time ball. Buddy, yeah, he's a stud. Always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us this morning. Glad your workout's done. Good luck shipping product today, and we'll check in again next week, all right? Guys, attack and dominate. Be safe. Go Bucks. Be cancer. There he goes. Anthony Schlegel with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Head to the National Landscape. Throw some quick hitters at you next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. Gabriela Garcia here. A couple of situations on the roadways near the airport. East 5th Avenue and North Nelson Road. Looks like that intersection is shut down due to a crash. Wreckers have been called, but for now I'd go ahead and use Airport Drive as a detour. Maybe even use Willamont Avenue. Just kind of depending on where you're going or coming from. And also seeing a car that has spun out on I-270 westbound at Worthington Galena Road there on the right shoulder. Not really impacting traffic, but just a reminder about those icy roads. It can be hard to gain control once you see those slick spots and you kind of slip on one. So just be careful there. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now from 10 TV's Wake Up Sea Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. If this show made a scented candle, it would smell like bad coffee, unwashed jockstrap, and grass clippings. I wasn't sure how you take your coffee. You were listening to Morning Juice. So, mouth or enema? Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Well, on our way to 9 a.m. And the snowy little Tuesday edition of the program. Right now, we're going to throw some quick hitters. 
Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Sponsored by Carpenter Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electric. Need heating, cooling, plumbing, or electric? Yes. Call a carpenter. Ooh, chilly one out here this morning, Shark. Happy Tuesday. Happy January 31st, gentlemen. The 49ers were hoping that quarterback Brock Purdy suffered just a sprained ulnar collateral ligament Sunday in the NFC Championship game. Those hopes were dashed yesterday when an MRI revealed a torn UCL. Oh, that's bad. Sprain would have meant uh, being sidelined for six weeks. Instead, Purdy is going to be sidelined for six months, Bob, with hopes that he'll be ready for training camp in late July. Yeah, they got quarterback issues now because Jimmy G is going to be gone. Um, Oh, goodness, who's the guy they drafted? Trey Lance. Trey Lance, number one. You know, is their guy broken fib? He'll be back and throwing, but you feel like Brock Purdy is probably the best out of all of them. But you wanted him to have a full offseason to develop and become that leader and continue to grow and you know see him. So now I think six months, it's not the worst thing in the world, but he's gonna miss all of OTAs. He'll be ready for training camp. Uh, but you probably won't see that development that you were hoping to see. Yeah, I was gonna say, man. I mean, he's still a young guy, right? Well, it only started in seven games for the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. Had him on a roll. I uh, was playing pretty well in those moments. But you're in your first, second, third, fourth year. You're looking to get all the reps that you can. And unfortunately for the 49ers, they go from on paper one of the best quarterback situations. Well, I guess before we kind of knew what Brock Purdy was, I guess we still really don't know, you know, what he is. You have a good idea, though, of what yeah. he can be. You, just, you need more development and time with him. Yeah, so you go from one of the best situations of having Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy to Jimmy G being an unrestricted free agent. He's going to be out the door somewhere. Trey Lance still going through his rehab and development uh, with that leg injury. And now Brock Purdy, like, that is crazy. So hard luck keeps on falling on the San Francisco 49ers. Always the quarterback question with them, right? Yep. Can they get? Can Kyle Shanahan get over the hump? They've got all the skill, skill players. Their defense is nasty. Defensive line is fantastic. Fantastic linebackers flying around to the football. Can they identify the quarterback? And now Brock Purdy's not going to be able to battle it out with Trey Lance. It seems in at least the early point of the offseason. Things are not going well in the courtroom for golf's startup live tour. In an effort to prove antitrust in its lawsuit against the PGA Tour, Live Golf requested subpoenas uh, be issued to 10 Augusta National members, mm. including former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. Ooh. Yesterday, Beamer, a federal judge, denied that request. I mean, I was reading this article from ESPN, and my eyes went cross when I read it. I'm like, oh, subpoenas, and, you know, they were saying, Bob, that the PGA Tour, that these Augusta members, I guess got in a room together and were telling members of Congress, like, I mean, Condoleezza Rice, obviously a pretty powerful person, you know, across the landscape of the United States, to not look into the PGA Tour and just to turn a blind eye to it. So, did it work? I don't know, but it's a pretty wild conspiracy theory out there yeah. that, that's happening. Um, of course, Augusta Na- National members there probably have a little more pull than you and I have well, down at Raymond Memorial. They don't want to see the, uh, the PGA get smashed which is right. you know what could potentially happen so i understand why they're doing it so we'll see if the wheels of justice being turned if justice really is blind david justice you're justice suing um, it's a great question three weeks ago the los angeles chargers blew a 27 nothing lead against mm-hmm. jacksonville wound up losing 31 to 30 to the jags in the wild card round that's when the chargers fired not their head coach or the defensive coordinator but Offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, that vacancy has now been filled. One day after being let go as OC by the Dallas Cowboys, Bobby, Kellen Moore has been hired by the Chargers. Yeah, good for him. Justin Herbert, 
Mike Williams, they've got talent out there. Austin Eckler, they're terrible at running the ball. Their offense is allegedly boring and doesn't push the ball down the field. And so we'll see if Kellen Moore can come in and kind of reinvigorate that offense that has a lot of talent but has really been lacking production. Yeah, it's the same story for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, this past year, they were just so riddled with injuries, right? Remember, I mean, Keenan Allen, Bob, was gone for a majority oh, yeah. of the season, was dealing with a bad hamstring injury. Uh, and then they have Justin Herbert. He's dealing with some injuries. And then before you know it, like their defensive side of the football, too, I mean, it was just riddled with it. Yes, Bosa goes down. Khalil Mack goes down for a good portion of the season. So, like, it's just kind of crazy over there in Chargers land. But, yeah, I just... I think it's a great, I think it's a really good hire. I mean, Kellen Moore's interviewing for head coaching jobs. Dallas says, ah, you didn't do a good enough job for us. We've been top 10 in the NFL for the last three out of four years that you've been here. Uh, and so they're looking for some firepower out there in Los Angeles, and I think they got it. I think it's a pretty solid hire uh, for the Chargers going with Kellen Moore. We'll get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world. As we hit you with the re-rack, hour number two of the program on the way next. we got salary cap coming here in the NFL. The Tag number for running backs is just, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around. The NCAA might be on the heels of some NIL um, stuff that's going on, oh perhaps. Boy. Get you filled in on that. And Aaron Rodgers, he could be out of his green, out of his way uh, of Green Bay for this time for good. Get into all that. Hour number two on the way next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. We've got a crash near the airport blocking this intersection of East 5th Avenue and North Nelson Road. Looks like wreckers have been called and they should be there soon. For now, take Sunbury Road or Airport Drive to avoid that. Next tick of traffic in a few moments for now from TV's Wake Up Sea Boss. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97 One The Fan. There's a fine line between intensity and insanity. We don't know which side this show is on. This, this is Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us on a Tuesday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. We're always there on Twitter at Morning Juice 971. Anthony Schlegel, he joined us in the six o'clock hour. That was the most coherent and energetic and awake that I've heard Schlegs in a long, long time this morning. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. You know, usually he brings a lot of energy, but he's all over the place. And not that he was not all over the place today, but he was less all over the place than normal. Yeah, yeah for sure. So a little great. more focused. Little I say little, meaning emphasis on very little. I had already gotten his workout in. He's getting ready to ship some product. I mean, all good stuff from Schlegs. So it was fantastic. You head to her Twitter account at MorningJuice971. Take a listen to that, uh, or we're going to replay that for you coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour. Coming up here about 90 minutes time. Uncle Bo, he's going to join us for his weekly spot, as he always does. Right now, it's time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the best selection of pool tables and the best service in central Ohio. It was a quiet night in sports last night, wasn't it? Violent night. Still haven't watched it. It's a good one. Maybe I'll turn that on today. I mean, what else are you doing, B? Once the kid Nothing. comes, you're going to be in a whole world of pain. Thanks, thanks for saying that. It's being real. I was looking at a picture yesterday. I was working out with RJ. Mm-hmm. He's getting to be like a little strong dude. He's got, he's like weighed, I think he weighed like 114. So I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, Is he 12, 13 right now? Uh, he's 13. Okay. Just turned 13 in December. So seventh grader. And it was like, I think he weighed maybe 116. I'll have to figure it out. He was well over 100 pounds though. And I was like, just looking at a picture. And then I was reading with Caleb at the end of the night, who's six. Kindergartners. Double guns. 
Double guns. Take the L, bro. Mm-hmm. Yelled, at that, yelled that at him. Um, what happened? Something happened. Oh, yeah, they wrestled him against a kid that was a little older than him in practice. Take the L, Caleb. He didn't like it. <laughs> um, Here's a wake-up call yeah. for you. Well, it's like, hey, buddy, time to mm-hmm. go against some guys that can actually beat you. So That's what makes you better. It was. So I tried to tell him, like, it's not bad to lose. You know, we're trying to get better, so you got you to challenge yourself. That's what practices are for. He didn't like it, so I told him to take the L. But anyway, I'm reading with him, so I'm, like, looking at the two ends of the spectrum here. I'm like, reading, reading David Goggins with him? Nah, that might be a little much. Okay. Right now, I did get his new book, though. I'm excited for that, uh, to read that on the uh, flight out to Hawaii, but maybe sometime on the Buckeye cruise, too. But he, uh, I'm reading with him. So I look at the two, like, the ends of the pers- the, the spectrum there. I'm like, my 13-year-old, like, I'm lifting weights with now, or, like, really just training him. I lift after the show and some before. But he, uh Working out with him, like they got my six year old, I'm teaching how to read. And I walked downstairs and we were painting. I took one of the pictures off the wall and it was me throwing RJ when he's probably like a year and a half, maybe two years old. And it was just like crazy to see like how fast time goes. So we will go quick for you, Bean. People always tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've got some friends and different things that like a lot of their kids are a little bit younger than ours. So they don't have like junior high kids, full, just emotional traumatized oh, yeah. humans that, a lot of hormones a lot of things going on there but you know it's uh it's good it's fun it's positive but yeah there's just a lot of things to deal with so like the, the ends of the spectrum and you know caleb's like i'm gonna miss you when you go to hawaii i'm like i appreciate that buddy that's nice and i forget what he wanted me to put me to bring him back so oh, say hi to the army guys for me <laughs> and i'm like he goes can you bring me back a bullet <laughs> i'm like you know, buddy we, I don't, I don't, we don't need that can like you bring me back yeah, a bullet just with the vances the other day dude, we got plenty of plenty of rounds like that's not an issue <laughs> i'm gonna bring you back something else i'm like i'm going to hawaii it's an island it's always like what i'm like yeah it's in the middle of the ocean puka shell necklace you already got one he okay. we just we saw him start wearing his one again because he wanted it back we've had a We've had one for a while that he could have worn, and we just haven't given it to him. So uh, he's going back to the Pooks, the power of the Puka shells. 2023, uh, year of the return of the Puka shell. The return of the Pooks, kind of like the return of the King Beam, return yeah. of the Pooks. Yep. So yeah, so we had all that going, but it was a fun, fun little deal. But just the irony of kind of where everything is in the spectrum. So you're right at the beginning of your journey, mm-hmm. you know, like the Hobbit. You know, I'm just, I haven't even left the borders unex- of the Shire. An unexpected journey, Beam. Still, I'm still in my, still in my home. That's what you'll be getting into, though. Um, so my mom asked me that. She's like, does it seem like it's going fast to you? It seems like it's going fast to me. And I, for whatever reason, like when I'm at home, I always talk on speakerphone and Meredith's sitting right there. And I'm like, yeah, it's going pretty fast. Oh, you're that guy? I, so li- listen. Disrupt everybody else, Meredith in the house? Like, yeah, sure. I can't not? wait till you have the baby. Brandon, get off the speakerphone. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I like speakerphone. And that way I can kind of do whatever, you know, whatever I want. And my mom asked me, she goes, yeah, it seemed like it's going fast. I said, yeah, yeah, it seems like it's going uh, really fast for me. <clears throat> Bob, when I tell you that if looks could kill, when I said that, that it's going fast for me. She'd be Charles Manson. <laughs> Meredith's eyeballs would have cut my head clean off my body. Just clean off my body. That's good. Love it. I'm glad that that's where we're at. Being so like I said, then I got hung up with my mom. I'm like, all right, love you. Talk to you tomorrow, whatever. And she goes, seems like it's going fast for you, huh? And I'm like, I probably shouldn't have said that. I, 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 mean, take, really, back, I, I take back my words. It really changed my life a whole lot. <laughs> I'd probably should Actually, have. Actually, there's three shots of Jameson I, I slid down when you weren't paying attention. That's 
that's really only a positive for me because you get to drive me home and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly right. So it is going rather quick for me. For her, I don't think uh, so at this much. So we have a salary cap number for the NFL uh, coming up here this year. $224.8 million for the year 2023. It's big. Which then follows with the franchise tag numbers. Obviously, positions in which uh, years of service, you're going to become an unrestricted free agent. We can tag you. Quarterback number for a free agent tag, $32.4 million. There we go. To tag a quarterback. Would you, would you say it was how much what was the number? Thirty two point four mil. That's not terrible because some of those contracts are going up, so some of yeah, them. Yeah, but the it's the emotional distress of tagging a quarterback. It is. You tag a quarterback, I mean it usually doesn't end all that well for you. And it's a decent chunk of the salary cap. You said the salary cap is two hundred and twenty four. Mm-hmm. Near uh, t- let's call it two twenty five. Two twenty five. So not not Terrible on a percentage basis to tag your guy. This is the thing that the, the cap keeps climbing mm-hmm. pretty quickly. After they're finally coming out of COVID, you look at everything that's going on, all these new, new TV, TV deals. deals. These things are climbing. It's climbing quick. So $225 million, Heck, when I was there, there was a big deal, I think, because it cra- crossed the $150 million mm-hmm. when I was playing, like at the end. I mean, we've got up like $75 million in 10 years. That's a lot. It's a lot of money to spend. You know, because yeah, I think that's they're bringing in, you know about t- more than twice that then revenue is increasing. Mm-hmm. So that's per team. So that's that's uh, it's pretty advantageous, if you will. So the receiver number for this year is nineteen point eight mil. That's what's crazy because that's going up a lot. Tight end position is eleven point three. Offensive line. 18.2 defensive end 17.7 defensive yeah. tackle nearly 19 million cornerback 18 mil safety 14 mil kicker and punter at 5.3 the crazy thing about this the linebacker position is the highest non-quarterback position for franchise tag player 20.9 million dollars to franchise tag a linebacker really 20.9 to tag a linebacker I wonder if that includes uh, if they delineate inside versus outside cuz I feel like that's more of a rush delineation on the edge yeah i would ha- i would have to think that right yeah it's good for guys on the inside cuz you'll never get tagged they're never paying an inside backer that much it's kind of like offensive line like you're yeah. premium for your left tackle i understand that the running back number for this year 10 million dollars that is the lowest non non specialist franchise tag number across the NFL's running back. That's pretty remarkable. Their right? their tag number has actually decreased. They've had deflation yeah. yes, in they their have. market. It, I mean, because there was a time it was like fourteen or fifteen million. It has actually slid down, which is pretty stinking remarkable considering how the league is go. League is gone, but you look at the devaluing of running backs, and that's. I mean, everybody sees it. Talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, that's what it is now. It's just a thing, and yeah, if you're a running back, so over there, the Ohio State, seeing all those guys, I mean, who are you going to play? I mean, you got four or five guys you can all play and roll through. Hopefully healthy. And I'm like, yeah, if they're all healthy. But I'm like, the best thing is for talking to some of the guys, like, hey, you don't want to have 400 carries in college. Right. That's a year. Like, that, that, that's not the deal. That's a year off your NFL shelf life. You want to make sure that you're staying healthy. I go. It's remarkable that Zeke has played as well as he has. You watch the film here. They used to just ride him into the ground. And he was that in Dallas for five years. And then the problem is you get six, seven, all of a sudden, um, you've been running that car for a long time without oil, and it starts to slowly seize on you. I'm like, he's still physical. He can do a lot of stuff. He just doesn't have that bur- burst and top end that he used to, and that's what's tough. 
And it's you don't want to have a lot of carries, ideally. Load management, being, yeah, that's what we're all about. Speaking Managing of, loads. Speaking of load management, the Cavs tonight uh, play back in Cleveland, uh, and they take on the Miami Heat seven o'clock. Jackets at home tonight against the Caps. Six thirty coverage right here on the Fan. Do you think Jimmy Butler is going to play tonight, Shark? Uh, talking about the Miami Heat, they I like to sit heard. stars. I have not heard. I uh, had one of those games the other night where, uh, you know, the Cavs have just been in a funk for a while, and the Clippers were getting 10. First, it was 7.5. And, yeah. and then it crept up to 10, and I was like, okay, something's going on mm-hmm. here. And something's I amiss. looked it up, and I saw that Kawhi and Paul George weren't playing, and so I uh, did not put a bet down because I like to bet against my team. I Edge do with that. the heart. Well, you're paid, you're paid for your misery. Yeah, you, you win either way. Uh, but I go I full in and bet on my teams. You do? Yeah. No, yeah. That, for no, me, that's a jinx. I, I don't want to jinx my team. <laughs> don't do it. It's not a bad thought process. Yeah, I go all in on my teams, unfortunately for me. And my bank account right now as we get ready to turn the page to February. You've been starting to sock away some rat hole money like Schlegs? I've been starting to give away some rat hole money, that's for sure. I um, had one the other night. Not that anybody cares about uh, my Everyone cares about your bets. FanDuel betting. They do. Um, it was... The official sponsor of Morning Juice. Yeah. It, it was LeBron and Jason Tatum. Little parlay combining for 70-plus points. <laughs> Over or under? No, that was that was the bet. Would Yeah. Would they... Cross at least 70. That's good. Hey, because life's too short to bet the under. I agree. Cheer for buckets. Put uh, 10 bucks on it. And What type of juice were you getting? 80 bucks. All right. Oh, nice. okay. Seven to one so yeah. I'm watching the game. This is, you know, this is a late Friday night game. LeBron gets. This is the one where LeBron went yeah, ballistic. LeBron gets yeah. fouled. I mean, it was clear, clear as day. Clear as day. And, yeah. you know, it was at the buzzer. So Ryan been, Day or Jason Day? Uh, and so it was, it was uh, two foul shots. Should have been two foul shots. The Lakers were going to win. I was stuck at 59 points between the two of them. Oh, gosh. They don't call the foul. They go to overtime, and I hit the seven. All right, there you go. So LeBron's pain, and it that I mean, it was ridiculous. LeBron's pain call that. is Sharks financial gain. Eighty bucks on a ten dollar bet. Oh man, hey, that's the. I mean that that's the irony of the better that you can't sometimes cheer for wins. You have to cheer for overtime, right? For more time. Two teams I don't care about: the Celtics and Lakers. Let me, let me have my money. The NCAA apparently is going to start investigating into name, image, and likeness across all college sports. Oh, we'll yeah. get into that coming up next. Morning sure. Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. Gabriela Garcia here. Thankfully, no major trouble spots on your major central Ohio roadways as it pertains to crashes. But just know you could see some leftover ice on the roadways. And it looks deceiving, right? Some of that looks like water. But those slick spots, again, could be ice because we did have some snow from overnight and even into early this morning. Again, just take it slower on those roadways, but also keep an eye out for some construction scheduled by ODOT. This is going to be approaching the Zanesville area, a big portion of I-70. You'll see a bit of a blockage there today between 9 and 3 p.m. Again, this is in Zanesville area. This is on I-70 westbound. You'll see that the passing lane will be closed between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now from 10 TV's Wake Up Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Beamer is tweeting about Formula One. Oh, hells yes. Bobby is tweeting Rick Springfield concert video. Both are a cry for help. This is one twisted mother. This is Morning Juice. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. 
On our way to 9 a.m. In this little snowy edition of the program. This little Tuesday here. Hey, it's 722. It's Tuesday. You know what know that what, means. I know what that sound means. Well, it's Tuesday. That means it's Appetizer Tuesday at Roosters. Or the featured appetizer bean. It's three bucks all day long. And today... We're going to take a classic side, and I'm going to teach you how to elevate it into an app, All right. an elite app. We're going to take the curly fries, which are tasty and delicious. The humble spot. We're, we're going to make them cheesy bacon fries wow. by adding some cheese and by sprinkling them with bacon mm. to make them gooey and delicious, crispy curly fries smothered in spicy nacho cheese and real bacon bits. They're fantastic. They're $3 all day long at Rooster's. Your official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. And Beam, you get a chance later in the show to win a $50 Roosters gift card. By the way, I believe if you order on Super Bowl Sunday to have your to go order picked up between 11 and 3, you get 20% off your Whoa. order. Try to help the kitchen out a little bit so you get the food. Bring it home, Beam. I'm going to do that. Yeah, throw it, toss it, hey, throw it in, throw in some. Uh, some glass or whatever. Yeah. Toss it in the oven 100 degrees. Keep it warm for an hour or two. Yeah. It'll be moist. It'll be delicious. It'll help everybody out. We are going to play. That's what he said coming up here later on in the program. Winner's going to receive a $50 gift card. By the way, we got a tweet to our morning juice count from Mike. He said, just ordered some mini corn dogs. Thanks for the suggestion. Mm. OH. IO. Right back at you. Mini corn dogs. Love the mini corn good. dog. Mini corn dog, very underrated. I'm going to get those for the Super Bowl, too. Mini corn dogs. You could eat a thousand of them. I love They got I, the mustard dipping sauce. I told you, sauce. like 34 of them in one sitting once. Well, and if you're allergic to wood, you don't have to worry about the stick. <laughs> it gets me every time. Every time it does. Uh, so. The NCAA is going to try and close in on name, image, and likeness violations. How plausible is that? I don't know. But here was an article from Ross Dellinger, who does a magnificent job for SI and covering the whole landscape and changing of college athletics with the transfer portal, you know, down to name, image, and likeness, and this whole crazy thing that's going on. So here's what Ross writes. So a few weeks ago, as news broke around the most public recruiting drama of the NIL era, the alleged $13 million deal for a Florida quarterback signee. We went over that when that was all coming down. Remember Jaden Rashada? Mm-hmm. Uh, NCAA Vice President of Enforcement, John Duncan. That's a great title. NCAA Vice President of Enforcement. What a title that is. John yeah. Duncan. He hasn't really done anything lately, though. It's like Milton in office space. Yeah. We fixed the glitch. Where's the stapler? Yeah. Delivered a message to a crowd of administrators at the NCAA's annual convention. The NCAA and enforcement staff will no longer be hamstrung by uncooperative oh. witnesses when it comes to potential NIL violations. What are they bringing in? John Rambo? Thanks to a new bylaw that went into effect on Jan 1. Investigators can now use circumstantial evidence like a tip or news story instead of on-record sourcing to presume a school violated NCAA rules. Schools can disprove the allegations or else be potentially charged. The move strengthens strengthens the enforcement staff's ability to charge schools and allows for more leeway for NCAA investigators. Here was a quote from John Duncan, who Urban Meyer may have a different likening to this quote. If it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Instead of putting the burden on the enforcement staff to always come up with a smoking gun, which we don't always have to, there is a presumption it puts the burden on the school, and it's a really powerful tool. Okay. I'm, 
here in America, there's always the presumption of innocence. So any <laughs> type today. of prosec- prosecutory action, I feel like should, there should be a proof that has to come this with. This is the other way. Now you're always presumed guilty. Yeah. And you have to prove your innocence. I don't like the way that that's flipped. <laughs> I enjoy the fact that maybe the NCAA is going to have some more teeth. Here's the thing. Are the people, is this old boy that's doing this, is he any more competent than he has been or what they've been in the past? Because are these investigations... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, that's a whole different story. Are these, are these investigations still going to take four years? So by the time the people that are in trouble, like they're already playing somewhere else and professionally? Mm-hmm. I mean, if the guys transfer, is there any penalty for the players, the ones who actually do some of this stuff? Or is it just going or is on it all tied to the school? Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? Because if guys, like the transfer part is, all right, my school's getting in trouble, boom, we're all leaving. But you guys were the ones that did it. How am I going to sit here and get in trouble for that? I've got a new know. coaching staff. Coaching staff's not even the same. Yeah, that's who knows. This I don't like the way this is set up. The thing is, if they could somehow force people to cooperate, I think that'd be more important. Maybe you have to bring in, you know, like Rip to interrogate them. <laughs> Maybe that's what they need. What'd you say the guy's name was enforcement? John Duncan. Maybe it should be John Dutton, and Rip should be his right hand guy. He should be Omar from the Wire. Goes on in there, you know, wants to find some things out. Treats them like those two dudes that uh, maybe he treats them like the uh, uh, the the mortician. Beam, how about that? Yeah, at the very beginning, mm-hmm. how'd that go for him? How about the two dudes in the back of a cattle trailer. That is also a good way to interrogate someone. <laughs> get some information out. How about the guys? You know, we dropped Yellowstone. About, we dropped it. You didn't finish watching it? No, we dropped it. When? Yeah, we dropped it midway through this last season. Why? It's like a cold stone. I didn't see enough. I didn't see enough growth in the characters. Looked at Meredith. I said, "Are you interested in watching tonight?" She goes, "No, not really." Then we put it off for two weeks and we dropped it. It's not gone. It's still there. I know, and we might get back into it. You can always die. So you've watched like three and a half or four and a half seasons. Yeah. And, wow. I mean, we got really into White Lotus, and then we just and then we just kind of haven't gone back to it. Okay, so you cheated on Yellowstone with White Lotus. Yeah, I like where where you went with mm-hmm. that. I guess I haven't watched White Lotus yet. That's why I try. I try to watch one streaming show at a time. So I, I don't. Did, uh, we did too. I don't try to cloud my my brain with other opportunities. <laughs> I haven't even watched. To tell you the truth, I mean, outside of Office reruns for a half hour at night, yeah, intermittent spacklings of news. In sports, I don't know what I've really watched on television outside of the the two uh, Quentin Tarantino movies I watched. With uh, are you caught? Did you watch the whole Yellowstone season? Are you yeah. guys done? With oh that? yeah, but I mean, I'm a finisher. I'm going to completion, <laughs> even if it's not even good at the end. Mm-hmm. Once I'm that heavily invested in so it, so I've only done that with a couple of shows. I did it with The Walking Dead. I got through like the first season and a half of The Walking Dead. I'm like, right, there can only be two options. Either the zombies win or the humans win and repopulate the earth. Like, all right, I got well, yeah, what did you think it was? It a, I, don't, I don't know. People? I'm like, this What's is the, third it's the same show. Aliens come in and then take over. That's maybe- kind of where I was at with Yellowstone. It's like, it's the same show. Maybe this the, is going to be the same show. The rise of AI and actually the machines come yeah, in. Yeah, sure. They're, Throw they're, that sprinkling in there. With the long odds yeah. and they somehow merge to take over. Kill. Yeah. They're immune to the zombies because they can't get sick. Yeah, and then why they're, not? They're also smarter than humans now. Okay. There's all your options. Put them on the table. What do you think was going to happen? I guess when I look at it in that purview, it's like Game of Thrones. I guess there's multiple people that could have won there, but yeah, really in anything like Lord of the Rings, either they make it or they don't. Yeah, I mean, how they get there or not, maybe a finger gets bitten off. Who knows? <laughs> MVP, Gollum, whole thing.
Grinder, dude. Yeah, loves. I mean, just loves it. Urban, guy, that guy loves football. Urban would have loved or Gollum. Dan Campbell, the guy's relentless. Yeah. Over centuries, just without giving up. Hundreds of years. Cares nothing else. Nothing no. about food, just the power of the ring. It's all, all you need. Guy points to the sign every day of his life. Every minute of at his all, life. At all costs. Literally, get that ring on my finger. By the way, Aaron Rodgers, he could be out of his way of uh, the Green Bay Packers for good this time. We'll get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. Got a couple of crashes here. One on I-70 near downtown. The right shoulder blocked on I-70 eastbound just past I-71 because of a crash. Doesn't look to be slowing things down too, too much, but just note that those crews will be responding. Crews also responding to a crash on North High Street and Fenway Drive there. Watch out, or Fenway Road, rather. Watch out for that situation there on the north side of Columbus as well. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now from 10 TV's Wake Up Sea Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 971 The Fan. Get up, then get fired up. This is good. Get your hip flexors going, inner thigh, everything. This is Morning Juice. Oh boy. It's almost February. It means many of the New Year's resolutions have run out, but fret not, fear not, if you want to get in better shape. Talk to my guys at Finney Whole Health, the leaders in the testosterone and hormone replacement therapy industry. They've helped me over the last five years. Let's talk to my man McAfee because I think he's going to hop on it too. As well as, as well as thousands of others greatly improve their energy, mood, and mental focus in addition to a ton of physical benefits. Maybe you're already on a testosterone or hormone therapy plan and the customer service, well, it's just not up to your standards. Do not settle. Check out my friends at Affinity. Their staff specializes in supporting all your hormone therapy needs. They're always adding new products. Said my friends have gone there. Wife's gone there. They've just added one for weight loss, which is fantastic. If that's something you want to get into, get started for free at feelgreatcolumbus.com. That's feelgreatcolumbus.com and tell them I sent you. You know what the NCAA needs to do with the NIL stuff? If you really are thinking about how you're going to swing the sword, just take down like Texas A&M. Just give them like a five-year postseason ban. Really just hammer someone. Like shooting the scatter yeah, they, shot into the woods. They gave themselves a one-year postseason ban yeah. this year. Hey-o! That's Post- not working out for them, their Post- strategy. Postseason bans only work if you're winning six games. And all their dudes transfer out. They have like 18 players in the transfer portal or something crazy. Yeah. All the guys they gave a ton of money to, yeah. I mean, they've got some bad issues. But the good news is, to make right by the NCAA, to make sure they're in a good spot, they brought in uh, Bobby Petrino. Yeah. Nice. Really get on board and get things squared away. I'm telling you what. It's going to be the most fascinating team in college football for reasons off the field. See, it's, yeah, there's a lot there. They said he's going to be riding his motorcycle. To it's practice. a redemption arc. He's going to ride his motorcycle to practice. Who doesn't love a good redemption story? Everybody does. That's what America's right? be- that's what America's built on the redemption story. That's yeah, the best. An offseason trade of Aaron Rodgers remains an option for the Green Bay Packers for a variety of reasons. Coming from ESPN, a scenario that once seemed unthinkable. Rodgers' trade could be driven out by financial reasons, the state of the Packers franchise, and ultimately the feelings of the team and the star quarterback. League sources believe that the franchise prefers to move on from Rodgers, just as it once did with Brett Favre. Uh, those sources also believe that Rodgers is well aware of the Packers' feelings of the situation. Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show last week that he is, quote, open and all honest with direct conversations, and it wouldn't offend me and wouldn't make me feel 
like a victim. Rogers also noted in the interview that a possible trade at this point is conjecture until he decides what he wants to do or moving forward for myself. Um, you look at the cap number for the Green Bay Packers and how it's they've tied beefy. and how they've tied themselves to Aaron Rodgers. And again, cap number for this year two hundred and twenty five million. Aaron Rodgers' cap number for this year fifty. Rodgers is due fifty nine point mm. five million in guaranteed money this year and another forty nine point two five mil in twenty twenty four. Of the guaranteed money owed to Rodgers in 2023, 58.3 of it is structured as an option bonus, and the window to exercise that option is from the first day of the new league year, which happens in the middle part of March, March 15th, until one day before Green Bay's regular season opener in September. Rodgers' cap number for 2023 is $31.6 million. It's not a great situation for Aaron, because if they can exercise it all the way up until the start of the season... Yeah, right. I mean, they could make a decision then not to exercise it and move on at that point, and he would be left in a lurch later. I mean, I would think that they would be in a better, you know, you wouldn't think they would do that to a guy who's played that long for him, but you have no idea. So we'll kind of see what happens here. I mean, the Jets just hired Nathaniel Hackett to bring Aaron Rodgers in. Let's put one and one together, make two. He can follow a success, won an MVP with, he, he with can, an eight. He can follow uh, Brett Favre. Far Brett Favre's path. And then end up with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, well, they are. How do you think the Roth dog would feel about that? He already did that, already toiled in that once. If he could bring him a Super Bowl. I think Rothman's, he said he's a, I tell you what, speaking as a, not a Vikings fan and as a Bears fan, now I obviously big fan of Justin Fields. That's a whole different mm-hmm. conversation. If Aaron Rodgers were to go somewhere else and then come to the city of Chicago in which he's the owner of Soldier Field and bring them a Lombardi trophy, I mean, sign me up 365 days out of the year of that. I don't care what he did for the Packers at that point. That'll be interesting then. I mean, because Rothman always said, he goes, he's in the same deal with Shark, the one before I die club. Yeah. Can I get one Super Bowl? Now, the Browns haven't even been to the Super Bowl. Rothman's like, the Vikings have been there four times. That's tough. No wins. So, so I would like to see them get there. He hadn't even seen them get there, Like I think, since he's been more of an adult because they went in the you know, 70s, long time ago. But yeah, the one before I die. And I think if Aaron Rodgers could bring it to him, there would be a, a subtle irony to that. It would not be lost on him. Uh, be able to be the prince that was promised and provide him something that Brett couldn't give him. But I, I think he would be okay with it. By the way, I'm, his previews for the Phoenix Open... Here. All right, Waste so management. Phoenix is going to have itself one hell of a weekend. That here looks great. Weeks. Gosh, it's grandstands. Bob, awesome. it's Super Bowl weekend, too, yeah. and they're having it out there. Looks like a great way to pregame for the Super Bowl. Well, remember last year, Harry Higgs took his shirt off and chugged a beer on the 17th green. Why not? 16th green, sorry. For a guy who likes the birdie bar as much as you do, like that's a birdie bar on steroids. Yeah, now you're probably paying twelve bucks for a beer out there, but at that point, you already got out there. Who cares? I wonder what type of hospitality and setup oh, they have out there. Coach, come on. That's where I'm going to need. I'm going to need to figure that out. Maybe go out there one year for that. I mean, what if we be, take the show on the road? This would that. be the year to do that wrapped around the Super Bowl. That would be fantastic. But I would almost want that to be an experience unto get, its own. I wonder self. if the Super Bowl is somewhere on the West Coast again. Or at least, it's in Vegas next year. Yeah, like go there and then maybe hop a flight to Vegas for that the next day. See a couple rounds of that and 
Maybe head on over. That might be the play. That sounds like a good one, Beam. That sounds like a good one right there. Yeah, that's a sports bucket list item for me, for sure. 16th green, waste management classic. Is that appointment watching for you, Shark? I know that we're watching golf no matter what. By the way, Tory looks fantastic last week uh, with Max Oma coming back yeah, from beautiful. from behind with a victory. Um, would that be a bucket lister for you, going out there and seeing that mess? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just a, it's the most unique event on the PGA Tour. Oh, by it's far. Different than anything else we see. You know, like there's... Would you like to see more of that? Not necessarily. <laughs> I would. No, I, you know, and out there it's basically uh, one hole where it gets really chaotic. It's pretty cr- chaotic, I feel like, the entire course. It's, it's gotten that way in recent years, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, it's just a, an odd hole, that number 16, where you feel like you're at a football stadium. Which is great. I mean, I didn't realize. I haven't it's seen like twenty thousand people in there. So I'm saying, I haven't seen the top shot of the grandstand for a while, and that thing is a gauntlet coming in there. Oh yeah. I mean, you could really spray your driver shark, and it's a nice little funnel to get that thing right back to the green. Hopefully, you're not hitting driver there. Par three. <laughs> no, it's, oh, a, it's a par three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. a humiliating experience because if you don't get within twenty feet of the hole, twenty. You I think it's and, like ten. <laughs> And, and well, God you forbid you don't hit the green. <laughs> how far? Well, how far is it? I think it's 160 oh, yards. Yeah, Perfect, like that. I'm getting a nice middle iron. I'm going to try to play the bank right off the back of that thing. Oh, the uh, the old backstop, huh? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're hitting that thing into it's like a putt putt golf. Maybe some dude's course. forehead. Why not? Why be perfect? Was it is it Nicholas or Palmer? One of them. He's like you always hit it into the always hit it into the grandstand the the crowd. They knocked the, they knocked the ball down for you. You know you never want to come up short, shark. Of course you don't. There's a lot of times on tour where you will see guys intentionally, instead of coming up short or going into a water hazard or a bunker, literally take an extra club, hit it into the grandstand, and be able to get a free drop, especially yeah. when they're like defending a lead. Absolutely. I uh, I played Soda after they had the senior and they opened. They still had all of the stuff out there. I'm like, this is great. I can hit it into the bleachers right there and get a free drop. It counted like awesome. Yeah. I'm going to do leave, this every I'm hole. I'm not leaving this thing short. Yeah, no way. We've only better if I had some humans there to carry them the ball back, back onto the green for yeah, the me. only, I guess, the problem with the humans is that you don't know which way that ball is going to carry them. Uh, you'd think it, uh, it's a good point. They're a team player maybe taking the chest and <laughs> right out there for you. Take one right, right, right off the uh, wedding ring like Sergio popped that diamond out of that one broad's hand. That's remarkable that that happened. Hey, he paid for it, I think. I think he got her a new diamond. Sergio? Yeah, one of the... One of your favorite golfers. Yeah, one of the three things that Sergio has. Rothman loves him. Does he? Big Sergio guy? What I found out about AR, big Sergio Garcia guy, huge Aaron Rodgers fan. That's what you. What, so that's learned, what I believe from this conversation. Of course, that sounds about right. All right. Well, were, you, were you saying that tongue-in-cheek, Bob? About what? About Rothman. He doesn't like Sergio, does he? I think he was actually kind of happy when he won. Did he won the Masters? Yeah, he did win the Masters. I think yeah. he was happy. He was, well, you know, this. And I'm like, no, oh. I hate that guy. The year that I went I mean, on he, Saturday, Sergio First won. of all, I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of any foreigner winning our, our <laughs> events. Second of all, he's the least likable person in the world. I really dislike him. He's a, real, he's a huge jerk. Well, he's a live golfer now. It's right yeah. where he belongs. You can watch him on the CW coming I mean, up this year. That's my one negative with the live is that Sergio is over there. And Patrick Reed. I don't hate Patrick Reed. <laughs> I kind of feel sorry for Patrick Reed. Yeah, I don't. He's doing just fine. I pity him. Pity the fool? I pity the fool. That is right. Let you know it has us juice on a Tuesday next. Morning juice right here on The Fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Morning, Gabriela Garcia here. Not seeing any trouble spots on the roadway aside from that leftover ice and snow that could be lingering from the shoulder and into one of the lanes there. Maybe the far left or far right lanes of major interstates. So just watch out for that as you head out this morning. Take it slower. We do have some construction scheduled from ODOT. This is going to be approaching Zanesville. So I-70 westbound between 93 and US-40. You'll see that the passing lane will be blocked due to construction. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now from 10 DB's Wake Up C-Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. There's no better way to start your morning. Well, there's one way, but Beamer isn't legally allowed to do that anymore. You're listening to Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brady B, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Well on our way to 9 a.m. here on this Tuesday edition of the program. Time to get juiced. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Nature Stone. Schedule your free cost estimate today at naturestone.com. Wow. Shark, what's got Schlegs fired up today? Guys can't be walking around the hallways anymore naked, just like people were doing at the beginning of Zoom. What does being Flexi- naked have to do with spreading COVID? I don't know. Probably get it anywhere. That might be one of the great ones. <laughs> Every time. Walk I don't know where it's going. COVID. I, don't know, I don't know where it's going every time. <laughs> you know, uh, growing up in Ashland, I would go to five or six Indians games every summer. And uh, then when I turned 16, got my driver's license, I was up there as often as I could be. It was only an hour drive from Ashland to Cleveland. And uh, back in the 70s, you could sit in the bleachers for 50 cents, believe it or not. Wow. Attendance was awful at the old stadium. They would have a sellout, you know, 72,000 on opening day, and the next day they'd have 4,000. But Sounds like uh, the Reds now. Yeah. And then um, in the bleachers, where I sat probably 90% of the time, there I mean, there were games when there were five or ten of us out there, along with uh, drummer John Adams. Yeah. And uh, after I got married, I, I got an apartment, and one of my neighbors was a huge Tribe fan who was a good friend of John Adams. So John would occasionally drive down to Ashland and visit his buddy. The and second I got to, president of the United States? No, not that John Adams. Oh. No, the drummer, John Adams. And so I got to meet him a, a, a couple of times. And then um, it was... Wait, you see Brian's brother? Brian with a Y? No, Brian is Canadian. I know, but that's right. It's adjacent, you know, just across the across the lake. I, I don't know where, what part of Canada Brian's from, but um, anyway, in 2017, in September of 2017, I went up, sat in the bleachers at Progressive Field, and it was when the then Indians won their 21st yeah. straight game. And afterwards, the stadium was emptying out. And I went up to John Adams, who always sat in the top row of the bleachers, and I reintroduced myself and had my picture taken with him. My name him. is Humpty? And I was very happy now, as I looked at that picture yesterday, that I got a picture taken with John mm-hmm. Adams because he died yesterday at the age of 71. Ooh. But he banged that drum from August Whoa. 24th 1973 wow. through the 2019 season, just about every game. And uh, there were no fans in 2020 because of COVID. And then he got really, really sick, had all kinds of health issues, uh, just died about 
two or three times. And uh, he never got back to a game after COVID. But last season, he was honored by the Guardians with a bronzed bleacher and bronzed drum, which is now displayed uh, in Heritage Park there behind uh, the center field wall. And uh, thankfully, John was able to attend that ceremony when they put him into the some kind of Hall of Fame up there, and I'm uh, I'm just glad he was around for it because Did they bury uh, him know, across the street in that cemetery I, you walked I through. I don't think it's an active cemetery, Bob. What do you mean not active? Are there people? Are there well, skeletons down underneath, or did they exhume them all? There are people buried in there, but I haven't seen a new tombstone since like 1940. I haven't seen a cemetery with a lot of activity going on in ever. I mean, that's kind of the quintessential part of the cemetery. <laughs> It's kind of a motionless environment, if you know Very what I mean. Quaint. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. By the way, Brian Adams Shark from Kingston, right by Niagara. So there's oh, a good yeah. chance. Yeah. Maybe he is uh, yeah. Brian Adams' brother. I don't know. But anyway, uh, John Adams, rest in peace, age yeah. 71. Cindy Williams also died yesterday, Shirley, yeah. from Laverne and Shirley. She was 75. So now both Laverne and Shirley are gone. Bob, what does or does not have you juiced? So the good news is, Shark, is that next year on January 30th, those they might make their way into today in history. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. So you'll be able to reminisce and remember that, all of those things. I'm just trying to figure out if John Adams passing at 71, if that gets you more or less excited for retirement. Um, I know. It doesn't see, You know, 71 when I was a teenager, that was ancient. Now, not so old. You're in pretty good shape, Shark. Thanks, Bob. So, How'd you do on the balance test this morning? I didn't do the balance test <laughs> this morning. <laughs> just didn't, like the, didn't like how the last results have been turning out, so he just gave up on it. Um, my guy, Frank Martin. You know who Frank Martin is, oh, Shark? yes, yes. He is. Is he still a coach? He's still a coach of South Carolina, right? I no? think he is. He I mean, was, he took him to the Final Four yeah, a number of years ago. he was at Kansas ago. State uh, under Bob Huggins that one year and then got hired by K-State when Huggins left for West Virginia. Yeah, he's still there. Still at South Carolina. Yeah, he's uh, he's fantastic. And he he's always at said, UMass now. Oh, really? Never mind. Got yeah, UMass. fired at South Carolina. He's at UMass. Uh, Not up to speed on my UMass men's yeah, basketball. It's okay. But he's got some great liners. And this, I don't try- oh, I'm sorry. This... Uh, he had one about like you know working with kids. People change generationally. He's like you got to coach the kids hard and all this stuff. They don't know anything about anything. Famous one with his Final Four rant. This was him talking about coaching players and criticizing other coaches and his relationship with his his boys and how they operate. I don't try to tell my kid how they should play. You know what I told my two boys when they come at me? Why are you asking me, man? I didn't run your practice. Go talk to your coach. But uh, don't talk about your coach in front of me, man. Because if you are, then you're not playing basketball. You don't understand why you didn't play better? Go talk to your coach. I'm not your coach. I'm your dad. Somebody disrespects you, then I'm here. If you fail, good. Deal with it. I'm going to help you get up. But don't come talk to me about coaching. I do this for a living, man. I'm not going to criticize a guy that's trying to help you. There you go. So that is a, a lot of coaches kind of feel that way. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's a great, great lesson, great understanding as a parent. You got to delineate those things. I understand usually the kids' coaches have their best interest at heart most of the time. So that heard me juice stumbling upon that yesterday. Also, it is the 31st, um, last day of the month. Lovely Heather sent out an email reminding everybody to vote for employee of the month. So Did she sent that out. I've got. If you haven't got your votes in yet, I've got my fingers crossed, Shark, that this is going to be it. 
after a decade of being here, that this might be the opportunity. I know that Chops was a bit employee of the year, yes. which I mean, that's that's so aspirational that I couldn't even begin to think about it. You can't become MVP until you're on the all-pro team. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got to at least try to get one of these things done. And so hopefully that will happen this year. Get my name on the plaque. Oh, personalized desktop award, PTO, and a chance to be employee of the year. Those things are all exciting to me. Beam, what has you juiced today? All of the riches in the world, Bob, uh, come with that. Uh, what's got me juiced is that we were watching Gladiator last night. Meredith hasn't seen it, so I know what we're going to do this weekend. Get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack. Hour number three of the program next. Morning juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Morning, Gabriela Garcia here. Not seeing any trouble spots on the roadway aside from that leftover ice and snow that could be lingering from the shoulder and into one of the lanes there, maybe the far left or far right lanes of major interstates. So just watch out for that as you head out this morning. Take it slower. We do have some construction scheduled from ODOT. This is going to be approaching Zanesville. So I-70 westbound between 93 and US-40, you'll see that the passing lane will be blocked due to construction. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now from 10 TV's Wake Up Sea Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. If Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it, it's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us. On a Tuesday, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. We're always there on Twitter at Morning Juice 971. Anthony Schlegel, he joined us in the 6 o'clock hour. Fire that back up for you momentarily. Uncle Bo, he's going to join the program coming up here around 8.35 this morning. Right now, well, it's time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the best selection of pool tables and the best service in Central Ohio. Quiet night in sports last night. Pro teams in Ohio get back to it today. Jackets at home. Taking the Washington Capitals at 7 o'clock back at Nationwide Arena. It's been like a week and a half. It's been a long time since the Jackets have played at home. 6.30 coverage right here on the fans. 7 o'clock face-off tonight. And the Cavs entertaining the Miami Heat tonight at 7 o'clock back up there in Cleveland. Checked in with this man earlier on in the 6 o'clock hour. He, let me tell you, he was ready to rock. And it's time for one Anthony Schleifer. The best way to start a morning is with a heavy dose of iron. Gas station ready. Always. It is Schleg Day. Heading out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Checking with our good friend, Anthony Schlegel. Schlegs, happy Tuesday, bud. What's happening? Oh, happy Tuesday, Columbus. What's crapping with you guys? I'm actually, side nugget, gas station ready. I'm literally sitting outside of Circle K right now. because I, I wanted to stop because then I got to go pressure wash my truck because i was on the farm yesterday sent some stuff up and i got extra money and uh so yeah so that's what i'm doing I already worked out went over to old school gym got bumpy um yeah man it was great i'm ready to go what's going on talk to me how's life it's it's good i just i real quick question for you tell me about this max effort pre-workout that you've ingested this morning because uh, it it looks rather it looks rather extreme it rather like delicious, you know. Uh, like, who doesn't need 500 milligrams of caffeine to start your morning? I, I don't know. I think everybody should. So yeah, it was actually a good little. I did a little chest and shoulder day today, 
Um, I, I want to get it done early because now I'm going to the shop. I got to ship out some products and stuff, and then do some more farm work before I head back to Florida. So, but yeah, it was great. Uh, Corey G and the boys in there working out. I, I'm I'm very fortunate that I have a plethora of places to go when I come to Columbus, Ohio. And it was great. Even last week, I got to see Bob was up there watching Bob do his unbelievable 270 pound lunges. I mean, the man still has it. But we had uh, John Simon and, and Nate, and then. I went over to Brian Peters' house, and Nate and Zach were there. We got after it. It's you know, I love training. It's good times. Did you get some uh, some sauna and cold tub inch legs? I know that's a big part of it. Just I some dudes it. getting I, sweaty. I well, there's nothing better than sweaty dudes. You know, I mean, that's really where the bond band of brothers comes into effect when it's just you're just really sweaty. You know, and uh, no, that's not true. But I I did not do it. I, it's kind of difficult, man. I was, um, when I'm in town, I want to work out. And it was funny. I was talking to Sean over at, um, Grandview Pro Fitness. And it was like, Hey man, boom, I show up. Cam Johnson was there. I worked out with Cam. I show up at 6.15. Boom. I'm like, Hey, I got to go. I'm at the door at 7.15 at my shop at 7.45. We got stuff to do. And it's just, and he has to go get his kids. It's just like that, man. We're at that stage of life where we can't be, you know, dinking around, but I do enjoy the good side convo, the stuff that, that Nate and John talk about, like after the, prior to the workout and post-workout at the Woody is comical in and of itself. He is Anthony Schlegel with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hey, buddy, uh, Buckeyes had some big news. James Laurinaitis, so we know him very well here. How about that? Uh, coming back and helping Ohio State, the linebacker room, in a GA role. Yeah. You know what? Bob knows this, but I mean, the GA role is no longer called it. I mean, he's an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's call it what it is. And I love it. I mean, yes, he has to take one class. Great. But you're, you're basically, you're, he's the linebacker coach. Just so everybody knows that. He's the linebacker coach at Ohio State. And I think it, it makes perfect sense. I know it was probably difficult for him, you know, leaving Marcus. But it's also you know, a blessing because Mark is getting that job, allowed James to come in and be an assistant coach, learn under Al Golden for his first year, right? And then now have an opportunity to come back to Ohio State in his year two, be the, be the linebacker coach. And, but he got, you know, he got to see ball from Fickle and, and Haycock and the boys. Then he saw ball in the league for eight years. Now he saw kind of what Al Golden does. Now he's going to come here and see what Jim Dole does. That's what you want, especially as an early young coach. Like he's seeing what all these guys guys do and why they do it to kind of create his own for that one opportunity. Just like Hartline's having now as the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, James will eventually have that opportunity. Not necessarily at Ohio State, but somewhere else. Should he want to go do that? But he has options. I think it's just going to further grow and develop him as as a coach. Awesome that he's coming back. Oh, it's exciting! It's really exciting. Schlegs, uh, I mean, do you think you'll be able to kind of? shepherd him on how to maybe get big and bulked back up again so he looks more like a linebacker, not a safety? Oh, my gosh, bro. That's facts. I haven't seen him in a hot minute, though we talk pretty regularly. I mean, I'm 220. Would I want to be 210 and, like, super ripped up and sexy? Yeah, but I want to still lift heavy weights because I want to be gas station ready. That's just a fact. You know what I mean? We all have those things. But now that you're the linebacker coach at The Ohio State University, I think – 215 is like a minimum requirement. You know Ooh. what I mean? Like, now, I know he can't do legs. That's also another problem that I forgot when I just made that statement. 
the man's knees are just absolute trash. So we're going to have to do some BFR, really get those quads popping. I think sumo deadlifts to get that ass perky again can really benefit him. Or maybe just some hip hitches, you know, some kettlebell swings, lots of volume there. But I think 215, he's always had good biceps so he doesn't hollow out like I do, and my arms always maintain the same look regardless of 255 or, you know, 210. But I think 215, you know what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to let Tommy and Steele and, and, and Cody, like, I'm just going to let them do it. They're going to give him a hard enough time being small like that that I think he'll eventually raise his game. Maybe 500 milligrams of max effort will help him too. James Laurinaitis, volume shooter, is what you're saying. What's that? Said so James Laurinaitis, volume shooter, trying to get a lot of reps and maybe lightweight for the big fella. Yeah, we got to do some, maybe some just like really awesome eccentrics for that muscle growth. I mean, that will work as well. But yeah, here's the good thing. I know that he'll be in there quite often. And Bob, like you guys will just be talking all the time. It's going to be amazing. That'll be good. Uh, maybe, he'll, maybe he'll get John Simon. If, if, if John has to eventually, you know, hang him up, maybe get John John Simon in the building as an analyst or something. That would be amazing. They retired John. John just hasn't retired yet, so he's still working through that process. <laughs> I know. I love it. He's yeah. the best. Psychologically. He's the best, I think he's waiting for a call this week. There's some injuries with Kansas City. He thinks he can go out there and play the edge still. So he's uh, – Hey, listen, he could. Hit me, Bob. Oh, yeah. up? I'm not debating that. Uh by the way, speaking, of, uh, I was in, I was I get some dry needling done on Friday before I saw you. One of the guys asked, you know, the younger freshman, I think, who I was. One of the trainers like, oh, you know, Bobby played here, whatever. He's like, would you play like safety? I'm like, I kind of appreciate you saying that. I was like, I weigh two thirty eight right now, bud. Um, so that, that yeah. felt good. So at least I wasn't like sloppy and out of shape. Um, Beam wants to know what went on advances and some mm-hmm. of the hijinks that ensued over there. Let me tell you something, guys. Tell us, likes. First off, I've been a I've been a, a Vance enthusiast ever since college. Bob knows this. I mean, just for everybody out there, like I was married in 2004. I was still in school. I've been dating the same woman since 1997. She was my sugar mama. She was teaching over at Hilliard Davidson, so she was making money. I was on Pell Grant, which was great because I then would go play golf and spend it at Vance's. Okay, like that was literally my life. Okay, but so when everybody's giving people a hard time during COVID and virtual classes. I was on the virtual classes back in 2004. I set the I set the standard. All right. However, I want to introduce these guys to the Vance family. Todd Vance, Kevin's out there, their chief operating officer. But it's just it's a great store. They got everything you want. And so we went out there. We we're looking at some firearms. The dudes wanted to, you know, get some and purchase some. I'm like, guess what? I know the guys right here. Bam. And Zach and the boys at the fire department, uh, fire department did a great job helping them out. Got, like you had to go get a scope, you want to get a shotgun, and we were talking about you know if you want to shoot someone with a you know deer hunting, like go with a three fifty legend. We we're just talking all these different things, the why you purchase equipment. And I always say this too, and I'll tell the boys, I'm like, listen, they, when it comes to when it comes to firearms and archery, buy the best and buy what you want. And if not, if you can't afford it, put it in your pocket and then wait, do an autograph signing, and then come back and then spend it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what ended up ensuing. It was fun. Um, picking up a little, got a little Daniel Defense 5.56 five, with a Vortex scope on. I'm pretty juiced about that. And I picked up my son's first bow because he shot a doe last year with his bow. So I'm like, you can now go from the tiny bow that I got you when you were 10 years old. Maybe it was 12. But he's 16 years old. He's six foot. Like this little tiny bow, I got him a real one. Nice weight. 
But yeah, that was it. I mean, I remember the first time I went to Vance's. Tommy Franks, God bless him. He took me over there. He's like, "You need to buy a Hoyt Ultra Mag," and I did. And then you gave me tra- you gave me crap all the time about shooting stuff. And then I shot that squirrel Hoyt Ultra Mag from Vance's. Come full circle, Buckeyes. There you go. Before we let you out of here, uh, I did see Trent Williams slam another human being to the ground. So sometimes you just got to you got to slam another guy to the ground, and he made him look like he the other guy from Philly was made out of paperweight. Yeah, that's why you work out, bro. That you know what that right that, that right there was just violent med ball tosses, but just with a two hundred two hundred ten pound human. I like it. Don't mess with him. I know I got I got I graded that he kind of threw him down from the back, you know. But that's okay. He still ragdolled that dude. Don't talk trash. That's a big human, by the way. Biggest human I ever played. Remember Larry Larry Johnson? Yep. Or is it who was the offensive line? It was Larry Johnson. Well, that was number seventy three Dallas Cowboys. No, that's uh, Larry Allen. Oh my gosh, Larry Allen! How did I, I, Allen Johnson? All the same. But let me tell you something, Bobby. I played him when he was at San Fran. You want to talk yeah. about monster lighting somebody up? I came through. I mean, absolute monster. I came through the holes like. Got clean. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna light somebody up. Nope, I got lit up. Ear hold. Like, thank you very little. Yeah, it's amazing. Big time ball. Buddy, yeah, he's a stud. Always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us this morning. Glad your workout's done. Good luck shipping product today, and we'll check in again next week. All right, guys. Attack and dominate. Be safe. Go Bucks. Be cancer. There he was, Anthony Schlegel, with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Both Bengals coordinators getting a look at head coaching gigs. We'll get into that coming up next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Morning, Gabriela Garcia here. Not seeing any trouble spots in the roadway aside from that leftover ice and snow that could be lingering from the shoulder and into one of the lanes there. Maybe the far left or far right lanes of major interstates. So just watch out for that as you head out this morning. Take it slower. We do have some construction scheduled from ODOT. This is going to be approaching Zanesville. So I-70 westbound between 93 and U.S. 40. You'll see that the passing lane will be blocked due to construction. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now from 10 TV's Wake Up Sea Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Live, local, loud, very loud. This is Morning Juice. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. On our way to 9 a.m. here on this Tuesday edition of the program. Hey, it's 822. It's Tuesday. I know what that sound means. My mouth is so dry and bad tasting right now. You know, it needs some nice wing sauce from Rooster's Beam. And with your $50 gift card, should you get that's what he said right, you'll be able to go spend that on some appetizers. Maybe you spend that for your Super Bowl party. I'm doing that. If you order your pickup from 11 to 3 before the game, 20% off, I believe. And $3 appetizers, cheesy bacon fries, 3 bucks all day long. 821-9710 is the number, Beam. We learned. Heard from Frank Martin and What's Got Us Juice, talking about being a coach and being a dad. Former coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks. It was news to us, where does Frank Martin coach at now? Yeah. We're seeing the active coach at. Get that into Shark, you'll be walking away with a $50 gift card. 614-821-9710. That is the phone number. So we were talking about the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Um, PGA Tour stop every year happens... It's usually on Super Bowl weekend. Uh, this year, it's like a. What did you say happened five years ago? Today, Bob, it was uh, a it was a blue moon and a lunar eclipse. Yeah, I feel like it's so also full blood. 
Full blood lunar eclipse blue moon. I don't know. Something like Whatever that. Whatever it was, it had a long title. Lots, lots of zombies. So the Super Bowl this year is out in Glendale, uh, where the Cardinals play. And then the Waste Management is out in Phoenix, where they always play at. And I feel like it's a once-in-a-lifetime spectacular, where you're going to get both things happening on the same day. So uh, in the same you know, same state. So you asked, you know, if you were to go to the Waste Management Phoenix Open, what were what would I be able to get you? Um, ticket wise, right? You said, well, I don't want just a grounds pass and grounds pass. You can get in. Uh, it seems right now for 35 bucks, you can get into a grounds pass. Seems pretty good, right? 35 bucks, get under the grounds. You're going to be good. Maybe fight in line or sleep in line to be able to get to the 16th tee and be up there with everybody. Sprint. Now, How far is that from the entrance? It's a good question. That's a really good question. It's like, it's like Kings Island, Cedar Point, Disney, you open the ropes. People take off to go get to their rides, get the pole position. Golf courses can be big and expensive, Beam, and depending on how they're set up, I mean, I'm curious. Now it's 17, so it's probably not crazy far away, but, I mean, you might have some grown adults running. Might be like a quarter of a mile. Quarter mile, three-eighths. I don't know, depending on where it is. Said uh, by some of the logistics stadiums surrounding the 178-yard par three sits in more than 16,000 fans, 4,000 first-come, first-serve. Uh, it doesn't say how far it is away. It's just say it's not close. I mean, nothing in a golf course is extremely close to each other. Uh, I don't have the ex- I don't have the exact distance right here. So to get into the skybox on sixteen is what you want, right? I mean, to be able to get you a loge. Now listen to this. This seems like a fairly good deal, at least right now on one of the ticket websites. Skybox loge sixteen, reserve seating, air condition. You got your own bathrooms up there in the skybox. Complimentary breakfast and lunch buffet and an open bar. All right, okay. so the open the open bar. That's all I need right there. Lunch, breakfast buffets, and then the open bar. We're good. I don't even need a chair. I'll stand the whole time. So right now it says get in the door price. Skybox Loge 16, Sunday, February 12th. So that's the final round, right? That's the Sunday. 299 bucks a pop. That's I, feel not like, bad. I feel like that's not bad, right? That's not bad at all. I could do that. That's pretty good. Coach, I always look at it like this. Is that on top of the entry price? To the no, th- I think that's just it. It's all inclusive? So you got to think. Like, now, if you want the Skybox Hole 16 on a Saturday. I don't need that. All right. But if you want it for the Saturday, it's 1700 Yeah. Oh, wait. So 299 to 1700 Yeah. Give me the Sunday. Do you think I, if I'm out in Arizona, I'm not working the next day anyways. Or wait. Oh, it's the Sunday. I wonder what Fridays would be. Probably around seventeen hundred. Okay, so it's Friday because of the Super Bowl or Sunday because of the Super Bowl. Here's the thing: you could probably hit up both. Beam, <laughs> <laughs> drag your side. It's going to be in Phoenix, and so I don't know if they'll be what time they would be on at that point. Super Bowl starts at six at four. Friday's nineteen ninety five. Yeah, that's probably more realistic then. Yeah, I would say I was going to say I'm like three nine two ninety nine three hundred bucks. That's a steal. It doesn't even sound real, but you could go there, get some breakfast, get some brunch, do some pre-gaming, watch a couple holes of golf, some guys come through, if that, get all sauced up, and uh, get your Uber over to the game. I think the drive is. From Phoenix, where is, I, is that in Scottsdale? Yeah. So that's all, then you have to go all the way up to Glendale, 
which is fairly far. You're going to have traffic in there. I would give yourself at least an hour. And says hour says and 20 miles, 31 minutes. That's yeah, not bad. But on game day, I would give yourself probably an hour to an hour and 15. So you could do it, though. Yeah. Go there till 4 o'clock. So you're spending... 3, 3, 3, 3 o'clock. Less relative to what it would take to get into the Super Bowl price. Yeah. If you're spending two ninety nine on a Sunday to get in there... That's and then you're spending going. probably a couple grand to get into the Super Bowl. And you're going to show up to the Super Bowl full, oh, hot and ready. Oh, yeah. Like a little Caesar's pizza. Absolutely. You're yeah. just going to be good to go. Two sporting events in one day. 22 bucks for a beer at the Super Bowl? No thanks. I've been drinking well liquor all day at the Phoenix Open. That's all you need, buddy. <laughs> that would be tremendous. Uh, Clayton from Mansfield wins the $50 Roosters gift card knowing that Frank Martin, former coach of South Carolina, uh, just left there recently. He became the head coach of UMass, I believe, this year, Beam. How about that? So there you go. Congrats to Clayton. Uh, by the way, Lou Anarumo and Brian Callahan are getting looks at the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. They're, they're going to go out for the Phoenix Open, I think. They are going to go out for the Phoenix Open. That would be pretty tremendous. What a great way to introduce your new coach, too. What if I said, Bring I'd him like, on to the 16th green as I'd an like, introduction. I'd like, to be introduced in, I'd like to be interviewed in one of the suites. He'd be a legend. There we go. How do you think your introductory press conference would go? Yeah, it might have to happen before you start drinking. Like Adam Gase's for the Jets? <laughs> Chasing flies in the air? Yeah, that was pretty spectacular, wasn't it? I think he was tasting colors then, too. Man. I don't know what he was. Maybe he's seeing sounds at that point. Not really sure. And then Brian Callahan also has a second interview coming up with the Indianapolis Colts. So... Take that as you will, Bengals fans. But Lou Anarumo, from that perspective, not getting any looks at a head coaching job, now getting a head coaching look at the Arizona Cardinals, which I think it's about damn time that Lou started to get a look somewhere because what he's done over the last few years with the Bengals has been nothing short of tremendous. He's been good, man. He's been one of the best defensive coordinators that nobody has talked about because that Bengals defense has played really well against some of the top flight quarterbacks in the NFL. So I know his Bengals fans are probably terrified for him to leave, and hopefully he doesn't. Um, but obviously, at some point, you got to wish him, you know, uh, wish him best, and hopefully get a shot. But I know that Zach Taylor's life would be a lot harder if he's gone. Yeah, no doubt. Especially what he did seems like a few years ago it was just the island of misfit toys out there, right? Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> turned that defense into a pretty darn impressive stalwart. Uncle Bo, he's up next. Morning juice, right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. A couple of trouble spots. One in the kind of Plain City area here. So if you are traveling eastbound on 33, maybe headed in from Marysville, know that the left lane is blocked on 33 eastbound past 42 to about Post Road, and it is slowing traffic down in that area. Also seeing slower traffic just a touch in the Gahanna area on I-270. This is just north of Hamilton Road, kind of between Hamilton Road in 62. You'll see the right lane blocked on 270 southbound past 62. So just watch out for that crew responding to that crash and watch out for that ice that is lingering on those roadways. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now from 10 DV's Wake Up Sea Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. The best way to cure your hangover. This is Morning Juice. Hey, the best dealer in town with the best selection and best service around. You know who we're all talking about. It's our great friends over at Rikert Automotive. We've got tons of new and used cars and trucks available at the Mega Mall. Getting new shipments, it seems, now after a log jam a few months ago. And you got to visit their new location in Dublin as well. Riker Chevrolet Buick GMC right off 270 in Sawmill on Billingsley Road. I'm driving a Kia K5. Love that. Lease is coming up. Got to get over to Rick's. 
Yep. See what I can do for a new lease down at the Mega Mall. General, you and the missus loving that Tahoe that you got from right Oh, yeah. Did a great job. Lisa, like you said, can't wait to go check out and find something else. Yeah, Rikert. They just opened up the all-new Rikert Express in Newark for all you Licking County folks out there. You cannot go wrong when you deal with Rikert. They're awesome to work with. And like our good buddy Rick says, they're dealing. All right, 8.36 on a Tuesday. Time to check in with Uncle Bo. Bo knows bourbon. Bo knows fashion. Bo knows horseback riding. But most importantly, Bo knows Browns. Sponsored by High Bank Distillery. Drink local. Drink High Bank. Happy Tuesday, Unc. What's going on? Out here living, brother. I got to tell you, the um, the yo-yoing from like almost approaching mid-40s to teens, and it's <laughs> yep. killing me. Yep. It's killing me, man. Between that and yelling at these kids with all these youth hoops, I'm at my wits end, boys. I mean, you sound like it. It's oh, it's a frog. It's I don't have a sore throat. Um, I, we're okay. We're going to be all right. We're going to we're going to power through. Well, is it some a hot toddy might be able to kind of cure a little bit? Remedy? I'd like to do those right after the show, Bob. Okay, twelve oh one. Sometimes sneak it in at like eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah. Who gets hurt? Nobody. You're fine. Yeah, they're living. Yeah, you're, you're good enough voice. to do it. You need to That's check him with Schleg to see how he remedies his voice. I mean, his voice has sound like that for the last twenty years. It is true. I think you just, I mean, Schlegs has yelled for the better part of his whole life. I mean, Bob would know, but if as long as I've known him, that's been the tone. So it's almost alarming when he's not. It is true because it's always like a gravel, scratchy throat. Like, yeah. just clear your throat, Schlegs. He's like, no, that's just how it sounds. It's always in a constant, <laughs> constant strain. It's like, you know, but when you woke up and your back was sore, it's just like yeah. that becomes your new state of existence. That's kind of where Schlegs' throat is, I think. That's your, that's his new norm. Yeah, it is alarming when it's not that. So yeah, I, I don't know what I would do if I, if he didn't have it. Hey, it was a uh, some big news for your former co-host uh, this past weekend. Oh, did I miss something? All right, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I mean, I I led the show with this yesterday. I'm just so happy for him and yeah. his family. Um, you know, James and Bob, you played with him. Beam and I started the show with him, and uh, the dude just pours himself into whatever mm-hmm. he's in, and so. Um, I remember having a realization when we first started the show about, you know, how good he was at it naturally and saying, you know, this, this just sucks. Like this guy's just good at everything. He just, whatever he decided to put his mind to, he was going to be good at. He puts himself all into it. I remember like, um, being amazed, Beam, and I'm, I don't know if you felt this way too, but like in those early years when he was doing the BTN games, the first couple of seasons, and he would spend hours pouring yeah. over like Rutgers, Maryland. Yeah. And be like, man, dude. 6,000 people are watching this. You're good. <laughs> well, because you Trust were there me. at the time, and then he would just talk my ear off about like Mike's, Mike Loxley yeah. and right. um, I don't even know the, the guy's name who was coaching at three Nunzo. Deep. Like He was just like, oh, I like this Nunzo guy. And I'm like, I, I know nothing about this guy, James. You no, obviously you know to. more. You have more nuggets about him than I have ever yeah. would like to know in my life. <laughs> yeah, so he, you know, I... It was time. I, I wish it had happened sooner, but I think also uh, the Notre Dame thing, he grew a lot, got a, got to hang out with his buddy and, and help him launch a program at Notre Dame. So I think there's value there. Um, it's it's a home run, obviously, for Ohio State, and I'm just happy I don't have to see him in navy blue anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough color on him, and we'll get a chance to really see him spread his wings and what he can do here. So the real yep. question is just when he's going to be starting, when does he get down here? Uh, excited for that to hopefully happen soon. Um you know, Bo, you watch the games on Sunday. Yeah. First game, I mean, I think the NFL realizes that's why you need quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just bad ball if not. And no matter how good your roster is, which I would say San Francisco has a top five, if not top three roster in the NFL, yeah. uh, 
if you don't have someone back there that can competently throw the football, that's what it's going to look like against a pretty good team. And then you go conversely to the other game where, I mean, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but I feel like that may have been the worst officiated game I've probably seen in quite some time. Well, in top to bottom, you know, it's one of those things where, like, if I guess everything, I'm not a conspiracy guy either, but everything that could go that was borderline went against Cincinnati. And, and it, that, that's, I'll tell you this. I mean, that's the best weekend of the NFL, right? Is a championship game weekend. You guys, Bob, you've been to Super Bowls and, yeah. uh, I've been to Super Bowl. Super Bowl is a corporate event. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big, here's all the things that we can do. But in terms of true football, the best we have is a championship games and to have, the first one marred by an inability to throw the ball, period. And have the second one, all we're doing is talking about the officiating. Well, it's not like it's the refs. I mean, it was a blowout in the first game, luckily, because the refs weren't fantastic in that Eagles game either. No, no. I mean, it. but like you can't have it that way. I mean, that's for a league that is worth what that league is worth, that brings in the revenue that it makes. My God, have a third quarterback ready. I mean, that's a no-brainer to me. That seems very easy. And then, obviously, for a league that does all the things I just said, to not have full-time officials, to not have them held to a standard, guys, to not use the sky judge. They have it. And and by the way, they can flip calls in a second if they want to. Mm-hmm. So somebody's doing it. So why do we go through the pomp and circumstance of the guy looking over the thing with the curtain over his head and looking at an iPad? Like You can sort it out in 30 seconds. And they have the ability to do this. They've had the long had the ability to do this. So it's that's frustrating, right? Because... And I, I think, too, guys, it can be true that the officiating was pretty brutal. And also the Bengals kind of blew it. Yeah. You know, they had the ball twice in the fourth quarter. Go get it. Go get a point. Go get some points, man. You know, it was the, that simple. The, the weird thing about the Sky Judge, I forget which game it was in. Maybe Burrow had a forward pass that they ruled a fumble on the field, and then they went back like – you know, 30 seconds afterward, and they're like, oh, you know, field ju- or the sky judge came in, and we've actually ruled that as an incomplete pass. It's like, why can't you do that? Exactly. Why, why, they can you have the, you have they the ability can. to do that. Yes. You just can. pick and choose when to, when to deploy yeah. that. Yeah. They can, they absolutely have the ability to do it. I remember talking to Mike Pereira like three years ago about it. And before I even finished answering the, asking him the question, he said, yes, there should be a sky judge. There should be one five years ago. So they've had the technology for a very, very long time. And I don't, my hunch is, Bob, and you could probably speak to this. They, there is a, an, a referees union, right? Uh, in yes. The, in the NFL? Yes. Yeah. So my guess is that they just don't want to deal with that in terms of bringing them on as full-time employees. Well, and a lot of the refs don't want to be full-time. They like their jobs and everything else they do. Bob, they could make the money work well, I, to where I they like it. I get you know it. What I mean? Believe me, if they paid well, the part of it is too, like some of these guys get older. I'm like, listen, your full-time job needs to be able to run and understand the rules yeah. and see it. Because if you yeah. can't run now, it's a big piece. That's why they continue to add. I think they have eight officials out there on the field because right. there's so much to adjudicate during the game. It's crazy. Um, I know you've been pushing for a while for the Super Bowl Saturday, Bo. Yeah, and, for yeah. sure. It's a no-brainer. So we talked to our guy, Albert Breer, who's about as locked in as you're going to find on this sure. Monday. And because yeah, I know you're pushing for maybe even conference championship Saturday. That sounds good. I'd like, I'd like them split either, Bob. I wouldn't mind one Sunday, one Saturday. I don't like the idea of seven hours of football buckle in. Yeah. Like, and, give me, split it up. You know, I... I, I, it's hard for, I missed some of the NFC game just with youth sports and stuff. So I would love like Saturday night, Sunday night, knock them out back to back. That feels like a win to me on the championships. But yeah, I'd love Super Bowl Saturday. What'd Breer say? It does. And so like the thing is, he's like, Saturday just historically doesn't rate as well. And so he goes, they've been, 
kicking this around for a while. Yeah. They're trying to figure out a way to do it. Um, they don't want to go back to the double buys, but if they could get it now to President's Day weekend and have that Sunday night, knowing that most people are off on Monday, that's oh where he God. thinks they might. Because that is like ultimately the plan if they can get it there, which he was not excited about it, you know, working in oh the Oh, my season. God, it never ends. Exactly, because <laughs> I don't need another week at the end crammed right before the combine. Well, doesn't that... Wouldn't that work when they just go to 18 games? Wouldn't that get you to President's well, Day? And there, well, there, there's your solution right there for you, Bob. Because they're going 18. You know that, Bob. They're well, going to go 18. So and, that once they go to 18, then they'll be President's Day. That'll get them another week. That'll get them out there. In theory, unless they hack off a preseason game, which they could ultimately do as well. So like that'll be the balance. But they talked about the double buys. I guess the networks don't like that when the inventory gets real thin. Late it's in the really year. thin now. Yeah, I, I think what's going to happen. The problem with it is, is they don't want to start Labor Day weekend, so they can't, they can't go a week ahead. So it, they're going to eighteen. That's known. That'll get them to President's Day, and then they have it. Yeah, that's where they're headed. That's now. And by the, I would push back on Albert. By the way, like the Super Bowl is immune to ratings. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you could play the Super Bowl on Saturday. It would do the same number it does on a Sunday. Play on a Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like people are going to be like, oh, God, it's Saturday. Well, now I got plans. No, I mean, it's it's going to be exactly the same. They would do an enormous rating no matter when the date is. By the way, my co-host is very upset at me today. Meredith and I dropped Yellowstone. Well, listen. Um, uh, yeah, we, I mean, maybe we'll get back into it, but it was the middle of the season, and then we went to White Lotus, and we haven't looked back. When, when, what, how far were you into it? Like, what, we were halfway. Well, I mean, we were caught up. We were watching the new season. Oh, you're watching the new season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... It lost its way. <laughs> you know, I think that that's, I, there's no question it did. And I, you know, I think when you ask somebody, I mean, that whole story's crazy how they sold the streaming rights to Peacock, mm-hmm. how they, it's such a bigger hit than anybody ever would have dreamed or imagined. And then all of a sudden they were to Taylor Sheridan, hey man, green light, blank check, create as much as you want. I mean, he's got like nine shows. I yeah. mean, it, there's no way that you can possibly have your attention on all of it. Um, and, I mean, I think, I mean, they'd really dropped the ball this last season, uh, probably the season before too. I still like it because it reminds me of home, but I certainly understand why people would peace out. Yeah, it's a beautiful show. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, about they shoot it. it. And there's, there are individual, I mean, it's almost like there's vignettes that are really great and individual scenes that remain great, but the overarching theme and the stories are completely lost and incoherent. They'll just drop stuff. <laughs> like, just forget it. Like, make a big deal about something. Then we don't see it for the, for a season. So I, that's, they've lost their way, I think, a little bit there. And I think, as you guys know, with any of this stuff that all these shows that we watch, like when they get an end date, mm-hmm. then they can kind of, unless it's Game of Thrones, right. you can kind of start to figure out how we're going to land the plane. Yeah. It's too much. There's too much happening. Maybe they'll, land, maybe they'll land the plane in the Yellowstone with their development of the airport. But they, always- well, geez. How, yeah. How about that? <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. Come on, Unc. Always appreciate it. Hope you're. Hopefully your uh, your voice feels a little bit better. It needs to get, It feels good. I just got to get it warmed up. Yeah, that's fine. I'm get glad it lubed up a little bit. Yeah. A good lubricant helps. Glad we were able to provide that for you. Have a yeah. great day. All right, boys. Here he goes, Uncle Bo, with us every single Tuesday at this time. We're gonna wrap things up. Coming up next, morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. A couple of situations on the southeast side of Columbus, right lane blocked on I-70 westbound just past 33 because of a crash. I'm seeing traffic slowing down just a bit in the area while they try to figure out that situation. That car looks like it is off the roadway, but those crews are very much on the right lane. So 
watch for them. Over in the Dublin Flames City area, left lane is blocked on 33 eastbound about Post Road area, so watch for that as well because traffic is slow from about 42 to Post Road. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now. One from 10 TV's Wake Up Sea Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Big dudes, bigger opinions. This is Morning Juice. Wrapping things up here. Tuesday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark Bichard. I feel like we learned a lot today on this Tuesday. Schlegs already had a lift in at, by the time we called him at 6.30 this morning. Oh, and he didn't like... Schlegs is always against the saggy saggy butts. Yeah, didn't like that. Keep it tight. Oh, yeah. Happy 42nd birthday, I believe. I thought it was Fourth. big 4 Yeah, no? no, it's not 40. It's 41, I think. Okay. He's older than me. It's 41. He's bringing sexy back. Already brought it back. It's already back. I mean, he hasn't dropped anything new in a while. Doesn't have to. Yeah, I'd like to hear some new stuff from him. If you're a creator, Beam, you're always a creator. Yeah, I would be a creator, go nuts like Justin Timberlake for like five years and then disappear into thin air. Okay. I get it. That's where I would be at. I guess see dudes like Michael Strahan and uh, Ryan Seacrest working. I'm like, why? Ryan Seacrest does work a lot. Yeah, he does. I'm like, dude, you're worth like $500 million. Why are you working every shift that you can get? Some people are just built different, Bob. They're Not grinders. Me. They're grinders, Beam. Not me. At least in principle, if I had the kind of assets that they had. You would want to do something. You can always sit around and just get drunk and watch European hey, soccer. That so sounds awesome to me. Maybe I'll just go to the games. Play golf, go to the games. It'll be great. You got a kid on the way, Beam. I know. Yeah, that life's going to be. I was talking to my friend who went, real quick. who went on, went on, went on uh, vacation for the last week. His, his wife, all, you know, all my friends were all turning 40 years old. Yeah. And. Went down to Jamaica. They had a you know a house. A bunch of them split it, and they're like we had chef in there cooking. Awesome, like, man! It's great workout. Come back, eat. You know, we went to dinner one time, hanging out. I was like, yeah, you can really get used to that life. You come back here, you go instead of people serving you, you're serving your kids. I was like, hey, begins you begin to wonder what your life would be like without children. And my Sakellan's sitting there, my third. He's like, your life would be meaningless without us. And I'm like, I don't know. I could probably find some meaning, bud. Your life would be meaningless without us. Yeah. Look, buddy. How would your life be without me, pal? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All you provide me is stress and financial burden (laughs) with intermittent points of moderate happiness. (laughs) That's really what parenting is. The scales are really tipped there. It's not even like the high is super high. Like, but yesterday was good. I had a clairvoyant moment as I'm sitting there, like, Working on my 13-year-old, teaching my 6-year-old to read. Took down a picture of my oldest when he was two, and I was throwing him in the air. And I'm like, man, it's, it's pretty remarkable, the journey. And But that was that was fleeting, because then we probably had a fight or something else. Who knows? They didn't like what we had, off the dinner options. So I'm done with that. You're eating the food. You're going to bed hungry. That's where we're at now. Those being. are your two options. Yes. My wife keeps just giving him more. No, 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 stop. No more. There's one option for dinner this tonight. This is it. Maybe a second. And it's gruel. 
Exactly. I ate it. You can eat it. You're fine. Our daily fan poll is sponsored by Dick Master Ford. Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan. You came up with this this morning. If you were in Arizona next week and your team wasn't playing in the Super Bowl, which event would you rather attend? The Super Bowl or the Waste Management Phoenix Open? How do you think this vote's going? I bet it's 50-50. It is 61% to 39% Waste Management Phoenix yeah. Open. Shark thought it was going to be a landslide. I'm like, dude, if your team's not playing... I think people would rather have fun, especially if your team just lost the week before. The heartbreak is oh, too it's fresh, too Shark. Much. Yeah, it's too much. Too Timothy much. Howard, I don't know if this is the former U.S. men's national team goalkeeper, Tim Howard, said, if you don't choose the Super Bowl, you're a psychopath. Count me in the psychopath category. Listen, Take man, me to the waste management. Super Bowls are stale. Like I'd almost rather be showing Get to up. see a Rihanna concert, though. Yeah, that is true, but you can watch it on TV. Yeah. Is it going to be as good as our normal stuff? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah, they're usually pretty good. Last year's was good. Hey, vote for Donley for Employee of the Month, Beam. <laughs> I don't think they is count. That you? Is that the right yeah. the right end vote? Con- vote for- Will you give us a speech? I'll give a speech. Absolutely, I'll do it on the air. That'll be what got me juice that day. I'll Deal. give a nice monologue. I'm kind of hoping you don't win, Bob. Jeez, just well, keep that streak alive. That ten year streak going. The real question like is, why be able to come and leave without ever winning Employee of the Month? That's actually pretty impressive when you think about it. Chops has won it twice, for heaven's sake. Yeah, he won Employee of the Year. Beamer's won it three times. <laughs> it's remarkable. That's when I was doing more stuff than what I do actually now. Sharks won it once. You're the only, you're, you know what? You're holding us down. You're the only I'm, one who hasn't won I am. It. I'm like, uh, uh, who's a one-time Super Bowl winner? Joe Namath. I'm like Joe Namath. Broadway Joe. Called your shot. Mm-hmm. Pretty average outside of that. Yeah. But all you it. need was your one. Yep. I'm gonna go kiss Susie Colbert right on the lips after the show. General, I had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow if they allow us to go? Oh, that? yeah. First Friday, weekend Wednesday, running downhill beam. Uncle Bo and the boys are up next. We're back live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. Gabriela Garcia here saying slower traffic on the southeast side of Columbus because the right lane is blocked on I-70 westbound just past 33 because of a crash. Again, that slower traffic happening because of that crash. Also seeing a bit of slower traffic for folks headed in to the Plain City Dublin area from Marysville because there's a crash blocking the left lane of 33 eastbound past 42. Have a great day from 10 TV's Wake Up Sea Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for for 971 the fan. It's a fan action update. The favorites to be the first touchdown scorer in the Super Bowl are out. Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders are both plus 650. Travis Kelsey 7 to 1, Isaiah Pacheco plus 850. AJ Brown comes in at 10 to 1, Dallas Goddard and Jarrett McKinnon 11 to 1, Devontae Smith 13 to 1. And how about this? No touchdown to be scored, 160 to 1. For your action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.